Welcome to the Ether. Today is Wednesday, February 8th, 2023. Today on the Ether, Omniflix, Flix Talk, episode 55. Let's take a listen. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. Welcome to Flix Talk 55. This is the Twitter space that happens every week where we discuss details about the Flixverse and everything happening within the Omniflix ecosystem. Be it from an engineering standpoint, community, partners, or the wider Cosmos ecosystem. It has been happening for over 55 weeks or 54 weeks, I must say. And uh, it has been a huge learning experience for all of us, both from a content production standpoint, as well as in being able to build in public. Through these bi-directional audio spaces, we were able to communicate with the community, both live as well as in an on-demand format thanks to the recordings and the archival of Terraspaces. We have had support from multiple stakeholders that are part of the Omniflix ecosystem, be it our creators, our collectors, be it people that are part of the wider Cosmos ecosystem, our community subdog represented by the Flix fanatics and of course the Flix group. Today, after over 54 episodes, we have changed the format, we have tweaked with it a bit, and are going back to the basics of how we got started. In Flix Talk 1, we had the DevRel, Developer Relations Head of Cosmosum, Orkun, who was featured, and that was a space that was almost a year, year and a half ago. From this Flix talk onwards, we'll do our best to feature guests, partners, community members, both that are working towards the Omniflix ecosystem and as well as the wider Cosmos ecosystem, and make sure we share their stories with the Flix fans. All right. So we have Super representing the fanatics, just bringing you on board money. Super, how are you today? And uh, what are your thoughts on Flixstock 55? Hi, Sisla, and uh, welcome everyone to Flixstock 55. That's like more than 55 episodes now. I mean, when I say more than 55, because we really have been even speaking on other spaces and chats too. Now, I'm doing good, and definitely, you know, last week when we didn't have Flixstock, a lot of people even DM'd me, the people who knew me asking, uh, will there be any Flix talk? And I said, well, hold on, there would be something more interesting than what you have been experiencing. Uh, so just wait for a week more. We are planning and uh, I'm very happy that we now have this new format in 2023. And this has come at a time when we are very near to our anniversaries of uh, 
of the chain, of the marketplace, and uh, a lot of things happening. As everyone over here who are usual would know that uh, you know, there are a lot of things in the coming months, big things with Omniflix network. So this this change, I am I'm sure, would be something which will align with the with the with all the new things, whether it's um, StreamSwap, Flix token getting traded, all of those will align better. So I, I'm very excited uh, to really you know see how this goes, and uh, would love to hear the comments and uh, feedback by everyone who is present here. You can reach out to anyone on, among the Flix fanatics and let us know your thoughts after the space, anytime, 24 hours a day and seven days a week through our Telegram, Discord, or uh, you know, even Twitter. Yep, that's right. Thank you, Super. Uh, you've been consistently present at each of these spaces and uh, you've uh, seen how the programming was evolved and uh, you know, how it turned out to be what it is today. Uh, We'll share a bit more uh, about the segments and trying to do uh, with the change in programming. Uh, but before that, I'll let Mani. Yeah, hi Mani, how are you today? And yeah, yeah, hi Shishla. I'm very happy to be here. And as uh, Superera pointed out, uh, I mean, last week, uh, last week, many people actually, I mean, uh, uh, they discussed that the Flixbox is not there. That shows that the, that the people who are regular to our Flixbox are, are always looking for it, even uh, even without following our charts and everything. So I'm very glad for the community who is uh, who is very regular and who is very supportive all the all the way. And also, like as Supera mentioned, uh, we are going for we are going for one year anniversary soon, and uh, we became lot of way in, in the last one year. We started with the studio marketplace and then we expanded Instinct products. We expanded the type of NFTs we are we are being included and we, we launched our launch tag and we made updated and and, and we our, we launched our options. Oh, we did so many things, and uh, yeah, very glad to be very glad to be here, and also looking forward to what Leap Wallet and Akash Network has 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 today for us. And yeah, thank you everyone for joining. You know, uh, let me add something to this. Uh, I have I have some of my friends here in India who are probably would be either working around this time at Friday in the evening, or have, there are some friends who are who are Muslim and they have their prayers uh to probably to take care but uh, i i know there are there are friends what i want to say is there are friends who even though they are not participating at the time of the space they always are eager to know what's happening with omniflix and uh, they will be they you know listening to the recordings later on via twitter and i've also shared them that uh, you know you can even probably have uh, edited version and you no know, all concise version um, of the spaces which are recorded by Terra Spaces. So thank you, Terra Spaces, for recording all the spaces we we conduct. And probably sometimes, even when we get rugged, you kind of stitch it back and make it uh, sound well. So thank you for that. That's very true. Uh, that happens quite a lot uh, because of Twitter, because of the networks, because of various factors. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you, Terra Spaces, for making sure it is all packaged well and uh, not archived. Uh, for everyone else to see what was happening at this point in time, uh, just the All right. So, just a quick 
overview on the segments that we'll have. Uh, today's space will probably be a bit longer than usual, but at the same time, the segments will most likely remain the same. First off, we'll start with uh, community updates, be it from our creators, collectors, from people that are working or utilizing the technology around Omniflix, uh, represented by Flix Fanatics and all the activities that the Flix Fanatics and the communities of Dow has undertaken. If community updates are the first segment, we will have partners being featured. These can be people that are working towards the direct benefit of Omniflix or the wider Cosmos ecosystem in collaboration with Omniflix. Apart from that, we will have engineering updates that are most likely shared during the duration of the space before or after the partners get featured. Then finally, even during the entire space, we are always open to people that are requesting to join because we understand that some people might have to leave you know, after say 30 minutes or 40 minutes and they might want to you know, ask or interact with the community or the speakers. So although we will be open, at the very end, we will have a few minutes dedicated towards community interactions. And these four segments will sum up as well as share new insights to everyone that has attended the space and is listening to the recording. Going forward, we also intend to enable community curation of snippets of these spaces and plan to repurpose the content that already is archived by terrestrials. These are a few insights that we have when it comes to the format, the programming, and the segments within each space, each flip stop, and uh, of course, all the benefits that you get. This is the format. Yep, super money and thoughts to share. <clears throat> if there is anyone that's looking to speak, request, and uh, yeah, we should be able to have you up there on the stage. No, well, I'm I'm very happy about the updates, and I'm sure this is this is more inclusive. So, I always uh, love hearing people, even from other Cosmos uh, ecosystem uh, projects about Omniflex. And now that we have, will have uh, Akash, Leave Wallet, as I could see in, in the heading, I'm sure this is going to be very exciting. That's right, 100%. And uh, yeah, money, please go. Yeah. Uh, like this is the beauty of the open source developing. So it's not exactly like uh, we, we don't need to be like, of course, there is a competition between the protocols. There's a competition between the uh, so so many user uh, user acquisitions and different things. But the fundamental idea is that tech we developed is being interoperable and used by others. That tech they developed is useful and interoperable, interoperable for us. So like anybody does something, enhance all of us. So this is like a more more of a, a collaboration, it's like a building in collaborative way than uh, a dirty competitive way. Yeah, you can see your aggression there, man. Uh, but definitely, that is the kind of enthusiasm that we all share when it comes to the ethos and uh, everything else, the ideology, the philosophy behind why we do what we do. So, uh, thanks for uh, reminding us of that and. Uh, 
yeah, this is a good example because we should be able to, you know, feature uh, people that are collaborating with us or the wider cosmos or for the wider cosmos ecosystem and uh, you know, make sure that uh, they get exposed to the Omniflix community and vice versa. All right. So, yeah, super. I think I'm done sharing details about the segmentation and the format of the space itself going forward. But uh, we want to start off with any community updates that you have to share. Absolutely, yes. I'm always ready and excited to share the things we were up to with our Flix fam. And don't, before I start, uh, everyone who is present here, I assure you that whatever I'm going to share is just what we have done in the past one week, but that's just not it. There is a lot more that has been planned in the coming weeks, but about that in a moment. So since the last time when we met for Flix Talk 54, we had our Flix Quest, which ended, uh, and uh, the new Flix Quest started where you now have to buy any NFT from any collection and just share that in the comment of the tweet and tag the creator whose uh, NFT that belongs to. This will remain active till tomorrow and we will be selecting a winner and rewarding them with an NFT from Flix Fanatics wallet. Tomorrow, there, once this ends, there will be another Flix quest where we will be having a new activity for you. In case you haven't yet participated, once I once I'm done with the up with the no updates, I will be pinning the post to the space to make sure that you do participate in that and do not miss out on that. Now on then Friday, we had a proof of participation NFT for the space in the studio. There were a lot of people who have claimed and if you were there in the Friday space, you would already find the proof of participation NFT being dropped in your wallet, Omniflix wallet, which you can find under your account when you log in to your Kepler account. On Saturday, we had a poll, and this was uh, you know, conducted by Money, and it asked which of the following Flix drop NFTs you own. We all know that uh, soon there will be stream swap which will be releasing and flix token will be the first token which will be listed via stream swap now what is exactly stream swap a lot more content would be coming about that uh, in the coming weeks but uh, everyone who has a flix drop nfts will get an allocation in the flix token airdrop and there are plenty of them that's still there on our telegram chat you could have Flix, FlixNet 2 participation NFTs, 3, FlixNet 4 participation, or even if you were a validator for our FlixNets 1, 2, 3, 4, or maybe you, you bought an NFT in the month of March, April, May, June, July, and August, and you got an OG collector NFT, or maybe when we started our auctions, we had a special collection, a very you know, small collection of 10, OG auction NFTs, and if you had were able to get your hand on one of those, that will also be eligible for that, and a lot more, which we will be announcing soon. Then on Sunday, well, as I always say, it's my it's my favorite day because that's a quiz day 
We have a lot of fun during our quizzes. At 1400 hours, we conduct a quiz on Discord. At 1430 hours, we conduct a quiz on Telegram. And in both the quizzes, we select winners and we give NFTs uh, from Flix Fanatics. This is these NFTs and rewards are given as an appreciation for participation. And uh, this is a way where we are able to connect to our Flix fam. But even apart from this, in case you anyone wants to suggest any kind of activity which uh, you think that Flix Fanatics should conduct, you can reach out to us again on Telegram or Discord or Twitter. On, mon on Monday, now this is again a very special uh, activity that we do. On Monday, we have creators AMA at 1400 hours UTC on Discord. This week, we had our guest uh, Elon. Now, it was not Elon Musk. <laughs> I hope he, he was the one, but then we had one of our creator, Cosmos Elon, who is also my, no, personally, my has been my friend since more than a year now. And we have worked on certain projects. And now he has launched a project on Omniflix, Abstract Art. And uh, he was our guest. And this in this uh, AMA, we, not just speak about the collection NFT, we also speak about the creator, what he does before he started uh, thinking of make, no minting NFTs or what he does when he is not minting an NFT. And we, each and every time we have very interesting answers and we get to know more about the person behind the NFTs that you are buying. So this, this is still there. This is a separate uh, channel we have on Discord. Fanatics AMA. In case you're interested to know about more about the creator whose NFTs you have, and uh, maybe even some alphas, that is a great uh, channel to go ahead and read because it would not have any more uh, like in journal or in Telegram. You will have a lot of uh, posts and you will have to find. But this is exclusively for our creators AMA. That being said, in the coming week. On Monday, we will be having our guest uh, as Santitos. Santitos will be our guest coming Monday. So make sure that you also mark your calendar for coming Monday at 1400 hours, as it's going to be a very interesting uh, conversation between Flix Fanatics and Santitos. Tuesday, yesterday, we were planning, and what were we planning about? Now, this is this is one of the announcements I mentioned on Telegram. Now, now. Just two weeks. It's been just two weeks since, uh, no, I won't say two weeks since, but it's just two weeks now that uh, we will be now celebrating our first anniversary of Omniflix Hub Chain. We started on 22nd of February, 2022, and uh, it's just two weeks. We will be probably on the Flix job to celebrate that. But as soon as that ends, uh, what we will be doing is we will be having most of our activities centered around stream swap. Why? Well, I suppose you guys would have got the hint. If you are going to center most of our activities around stream swap, that means it's coming very soon. That's all I could say right now. I hope I will be able to give you a lot of more information about it, more educational content too, to make sure that you make the most out of stream swap. But uh, before I end this uh, feedback, uh, or sorry, uh, updates, what I would like to request each one of you is that uh, come on to Twitter and try and follow Flix Fanatics and Streamswap 
because there will be a lot of uh, activities there, a lot of NFT giveaways, and uh, that's where you might be able to get your hands on Flix token, which I assure you is probably going to be one of the most uh, hottest uh, trading launch in Cosmos ecosystem in 2023. Thank you. Uh, Sanditos is like a, everybody knows the sweetheart, sweetheart in our community. So it is, she's a sweetheart for everyone. And uh, we will be very happy to have her in the, I know, have her in the next Monday creators AMA. So like, yeah. And uh, so we want, we want to see her on the stage and uh, share a couple of words also. And uh, and also having a if you guys look at the telegram which the poll we posted uh, on this Saturday so I mean which of the following flicks drop NFT you won't and if you see some of the some of the people even like quoted about the FlixNet validator NFT so it shows that even validators are also active in the chat and like I mean despite not being messages they're just at least checking around uh, what's happening in the in the chat and what's happening here. Thank you. Definitely, those NFTs, uh, you know, help us identify the community members. These are all non-transferable NFTs. Uh, yeah, some of the collections are transferable. Uh, the ones that are OG collector NFTs or collectors that bought an NFT on the market app. But uh, the other uh, NFTs, uh, say for validators or testnet campaign participants, these are all uh, NFTs that are non-transferable. And uh, yeah. They're only in the accounts of people that actually did that. Thank you, Mani, for bringing that up. And super, <laughs> too many updates. We have, we've, we've actually worked on quite a lot. Uh, we worked on a few more things that uh, I'm personally aware of and you didn't share. But uh, yeah, change swap is coming soon. Yeah, super, please go ahead. Okay. So I think super unmuted by mistake, but uh, oh, hello. Okay, I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I didn't. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Uh, I was saying, yeah, that's the reason. No, Sisla. Before I even started, my first statement was that there will be a lot of updates I will be giving, but uh, I assure you that there are more, a lot more updates that we are planning and uh, we will be announcing in the coming weeks. Um. So, yes, as you said, there are things that we have been planning and uh, not just is a quest and quiz, but a lot more for our Flix fam. So make sure that you are tuned and you do attend our spaces and uh, keep following up uh, on our chats. Thank you. Yep, that's right. Follow us on our socials and uh, we'll, be, we'll make sure you're informed. All right. So. Today we have our guests, our first guest of the night, and we have Varun from Repolit. So, hi Varun, how are you doing today? Hey man, all good, how are you? We're doing great, thank you. So thank you for joining us today. And uh, just wanted to, you know, uh, it'd be great if you can uh, introduce yourself uh, to the Omniflix uh, community and uh, uh, also let them uh, know a bit about you. Uh, sure, absolutely. Would love to do, do that. So, hey everyone, uh, I am Barun and I head product for Leap Wallet. So, uh, just a quick intro of uh, myself. So, I am based out of Bangalore, India, and uh, I have been in the product space for over six years now. So, I previously headed product for a NetTech startup in India. 
uh, grew grew it to over a million users and have been dabbling around Web3 for the past uh, three years. Uh, November 2021 is when uh, Sanjeev, uh, who is also in the audience uh, and, and is the founder of LeapWallet. So he reached out to me uh, about an opportunity with LeapWallet. And yeah, I haven't looked back ever since. And it's been the most exciting uh, one year for me, well, just over a year. And uh, yeah, so we've been building Leap for uh, uh, just over a year now. We started off building uh, on Terra. So as you must, uh, as you all must be knowing, uh, Terra was like uh, one of the hottest things uh, back in 2021, uh, end of 2021. And we started, the plan was to build a super wallet for Terra. And we launched and very quickly scaled a wallet on Terra. So we began with a grant from TFL and uh, uh, we had we had a very strong UI, UI UX improvement over Terra Station and we started guarding a lot of users there. And everything was uh, growing pretty well. So we grew to over 50K. 2,000 wallet users. We had 200,000 signups for our mobile beta, and of course, then uh, the Terra DeFi happened. So uh, that was that was a shock for uh, quite a lot of us, and uh, that is when we realized realized that uh, we had the right insights and experience on uh, building high quality wallet experiences, and uh, we started looking for a new home for Leap uh, back in June. And this it it uh, pretty soon became obvious that uh, Cosmos was uh, this incredible ecosystem growing stronger by the day. So there's, there was Endermain, there was Cosmos SDK, IBC, uh, and it had become more battle tested in the last cycle. There was the app chain narrative that was growing stronger. So yeah, so I think all it all uh, ticked our ticked pretty much all our boxes uh, there. And uh, around June is when we actually started building on Cosmos from scratch, right? And yeah, since then it's been seven months. We've spent majority of our efforts uh, in building core wallet experiences for uh, Cosmos. And as it stands today, so we have uh, th- three major products, uh, a, mo- a Chrome extension, a mobile wallet on both iOS and Android, and, a f- and finally a web dashboard, right? So we have the entire suite of uh, wallet products. And uh, yeah, so the, that that's what uh, we've been doing in the past seven months. And uh, yeah, that's a brief intro. Yeah, yep, that's very nice. Uh, glad to know that uh, you know you got started with earlier and uh, you know then entered the cosmos ecosystem and say through Terra. Uh, before we get into the technical details, you know a uh, bit more about the organization. You know how do you guys operate and uh, how has your experience been uh, when you when you looked at moving from Terra to the wider Cosmos ecosystem? Sure. Uh, so currently, again, uh, we are a team of uh, close to 20 folks uh, and we uh, we operate com- uh, completely remote. So a uh, majority of our team is based out of India. Uh, Sanjeev, our founder, is based out of Canada. Uh, and uh, there's a the couple of folks uh, uh, out of India, but yeah, overall majority of the folks are spread across uh, different locations in India. So and uh, and majority of the team is uh, without doubt, engineers, right? So we have a very strong engineering team and that is one of our USPs. So, uh, yeah, so that's a bit of, of our, about our team and uh, coming to uh, this transition that you spoke about from Terra to Cosmos. Uh, obviously, uh, one of the biggest uh, transitions for us was uh, that like in Terra, it was this very single focus chain, right? So we had just one focus. Uh, we had just, we knew exactly the set of people to target. We knew exactly uh, the set of uh, uh, 
uh, let's say power users to look out look out for and now we have moved to cosmos where there are like currently 50 uh, 50 or more than 50 chains all that already exist on cosmos right so uh, as an ecosystem uh, it was quite a drastic change for us uh, since uh, we uh, pivoted to an to an ecosystem with uh, uh, such, such a very different uh, thesis than than terra right uh, which which was solely focused on majorly on defi right so and now we move to an ecosystem where the chains that focus on privacy, that chains that focus on NFTs, that chains that focus on DeFi, so uh, and and uh, infinite other right? So uh, so yeah, so they're definitely a major transition for us. But uh, so since we have already built out the entire wallet experience for Terra, at least from the user experience point of view, uh, a lot of things uh, remain similar. So also allowed us to grow very quickly. Yeah, SDK chains being composable is. Uh... Definitely an advantage when it comes to building a tooling around it. And, uh, you know, the way things are, uh, as you can exchange can utilize the tooling is uh, rather the time to market is rather fast. And uh, that was one of the reasons why, you know, it might have uh, felt easy from a technology standpoint to expand. But uh, from a social standpoint, or more than that, from a, from a positioning standpoint, and the total addressable market standpoint, you know, those might have been the you know, challenges understood. And uh, yeah, so what is, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, what is, uh, what is so special about Leap that people will have to, or will in the future, start to utilize Leap, the app and the suite of uh, tools? Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, I think uh, one of the most uh, key questions uh, and great one at that. So uh, currently, uh, I'll just start, start with the very basic one, right? So uh, as to why we started building a wallet for Cosmos from a product point of view. So once we started using Kepler, which is which we could all agree that uh, at least has the majority of user base, uh, like uh, uh, close to pretty much all the users on uh, uh, Cosmos while we started. So the first thing that we noticed was uh, the number of native integrations uh, of chains that were existing. So uh, it was quite shocking to us that uh, uh, why was why were all chains not uh, uh, integrated natively uh, since the integration is pretty straightforward once you have integrated uh, the core set of chains, right? So uh, I think from a product point of view, the major push push that we got from was to build a wallet wherein you do not have let's say pay for an integration wherein every wallet would be supported by default natively. Uh, we'd obviously try to support as much as wallets as possible, even if uh, uh, we, there's a slight delay in uh, newer chains coming up or test nets or devnets, people can easily add a custom test net devnet, for example, right? So one of the key things that pushed us to build uh, building the wallet was native integration of chains. And as it stands today, as we speak, we have support for more than 40 chains uh, inside the wallet uh, extension inside mobile apps inside our dashboard as well so you do not have to go to suggest chain and add your uh, chain uh, manually right so we support pretty much all chain obviously including omniflix so uh, that is one of the uh, key points that we had uh, secondly uh, what also interested us was there was uh, not a single wallet where you, you could do everything in the ecosystem at one place right so like let's say the core wallet functionalities, right? Which is uh, especially in Cosmos, which is governance related, which is staking, uh, which is IBC transfers. So we wanted to make all of these very seamless. Right? So uh, today, again, as it stands across all of these chains, you can 
see your uh, stake, staking holdings. You can like do one stake, stake, re-delegate everything uh, within one click. You can claim your rewards within one click. You can see the existing active governance proposals for each chain. So you can vote from within uh, Leap Wallet. Uh, you you can uh, uh, do IBC transfers within Leap Wallet without having to think about complexities of channel IDs, for example. Right? So user experience was the second most uh, important uh, aspect for us, along with adding all of these features natively inside Leap. Right? So these were the two, I would say, the two most important fact, uh, factors on, on top of which uh, uh, we started building the wallet. And now that uh, it's been, uh, let's say, close to six, seven months since we have built, so there are a lot more features that have come up, right? So a couple of my favorites uh, uh, to, to speak about is the push notification bit uh, on our mobile apps. So today across all of the 40 chains that we support, if you do any transactions on staking, on uh, send, receive, or on governance voting, you receive a push notification on your mobile device, right? Uh, which is one of the most core experiences that was missing and is still missing uh, in uh, Cosmos uh, apart from our wallet, right? Uh, so the, that is like one of the features that I absolutely love, right? And we'll keep improving the push notifications. We'll keep adding more use cases. We'll keep adding chain-specific use cases, for example, right? So uh, later uh, uh, in a month or two, we would have all the NFT use cases, for example, that would be very relevant here or we'd have uh, liquidity alert use cases, right? So a lot of things to build on top of it. So, so yeah, so these are like a very few, a few minor uh, things that we think that uh, uh, would definitely uh, push users to, towards using Leap Wallet uh, rather than, uh, other than uh, the current wallets that they use. Understood. And uh, the combination of uh, all these features or what you refer to as the super app. Absolutely. Right. That, that's the point. Right. Right. So, yeah, before we discuss more about the wallet super app, uh, let's take a quick question or uh, thought to share from Tardigrades. Yeah, Tardigrades and Mike is with Yeah. Hi, guys. Good morning. Uh, I have a couple of questions for the guy from Leap. I've been very curious for a while about this wallet, but, you know, as a user, um, who doesn't know much about code. I'm not a developer, uh, but I like to see, you know, more options, how to do things in Cosmos from different apps. But I have a concern in general, not about Lib, but in general, like what would you say to people who might be a little wary from, because, you know, in order to, as I understand, to use this wallet, you will have to like give it uh, your key or your seed phrase or yeah, public key, something like that. Uh, how, how safe or unsafe is that process? Uh, specifically for Leap, I know this is a concern you will have with any wallet, but what can you say about Leap? Like how how does that process does not translate to a risk uh, because you have to copy and paste uh, this uh, very you know important and delicate piece of information in order to call your wallet? That's my first question. Uh, after this, uh, I give you the other one. Perfect. Uh, I think, uh, again, that's a, that's a very uh, good question. And I would say user security uh, is definitely our highest priority, right? Uh, and is the highest priority pro probably for any wallets, uh, any wallet out there. And uh, it, uh, it is the same for uh, Leap. So just to start the basic things on, right? So uh, even before uh, keys, uh, starting with keys and stuff. So we, uh, to begin with, we are a non-custodial wallet, right? So for anyone uh, who is not aware of that, uh, yeah, it basically means that we do not store uh, any of your keys or cannot access your funds, right? 
So uh, that's the thesis on top of which uh, the wallet is built on. Uh, so coming to uh, the points that uh, uh, you brought up, which are like uh, really valid points. So a couple of things on uh, just uh, an overview on how, what we are currently working on uh, doing for user security specifically. So first of all, uh, an out and out audit, right? So uh, we completely audited by Halburn, which is probably, uh, which is one of the best security firms out there. So they have uh, audited each of our uh, product, uh, the mobile apps, the extension uh, end to end, and we keep continuing doing an audit every time we launch a new feature as well, right? So over the last six months, uh, we've been doing regular audits with them. There have been slight uh, minor points that have come up uh, and th th that have been fixed uh, uh, in the in the extension and the mobile apps uh, to ensure that it is uh, there's absolutely top-notch security uh, for uh, users' keys. So, uh, so that's point one, uh, and it involves points like uh, you mentioned, where is wherein you uh, let's say copy uh, your seed phrase and paste it somewhere else. So there's minor tweaks uh, that we have uh, done wherein, let's say very small tweaks that uh, you hide, we hide uh, the seed phrase in the first viewing uh, so that anyone uh, in, the in the space, uh, if someone is hovering around your uh, laptop and cannot see it, right? So you'll have to hover the mouse over there uh, and enter your password uh, to obviously uh, see your seed phrase and you cannot copy your seed phrase directly, right? So there are minor tweaks that we have done. Uh, you'll have to like write it down somewhere, or you'll have to like uh, uh, you cannot directly paste it, and again you'll have to type in your seed phrase, right? So so these are things that basic things that oh, okay. uh, we have done uh, to improve management around keys. But again, I understand there's a set of users that uh, would still not want uh, show use uh, private keys and seed phrases to be involved, right? So that is where we're also building the social login uh, use case, right? So again, we'll have both the options for users. Users who would want uh, just their private keys or just their seed phrases can import uh, their seed phrase and private key directly within Leap, or they can create uh, or uh, create a social uh, login account as well, right? So just uh, use your uh, Google uh, Gmail sign up and create and create a wallet if you do not want the hassle of the keys, right? Uh, so that's one. The second thing that we realized after moving to Cosmos, especially, is that uh, Open source is like one of the key aspects uh, here, right? So uh, there, there, were, there was a lot of noise, especially in November, December. If I, I'm pretty sure everyone remembers that uh, around uh, a lot of projects not being open source. And we were not open source uh, and we still are not open source. But uh, this, is, this is initially when we started to build out Leap, we knew that this is in future going to be open source, but we did not have a set date. So this is where we all we've also taken a step back and have decided to open source, especially the key management part, and uh, that is something that has already been done, and uh, we'd we'd be announcing it uh, early next week, where we uh, we'll actually open source the key management part, and everyone each and uh, every one of the developers can come in and actually see how uh, that works, right? So uh, that probably also is one of the major steps toward uh, towards making sure that uh, uh, we. Uh, be as uh, we are involved as a strong uh, uh, proponent of the open source uh, community in Cosmos, but at the same time making sure that uh, the key management bit is restricted. So, so yeah. So I think these are a few points that we have uh, done right. Yeah, man, that's very important because you know after everything that has happened, especially last year. Right. Uh, people obviously are paranoid, and uh, that would be great if you know you can show at least, as you say, that part of the key management, the open source, 
That is key because you know in crypto uh, is like you you don't trust you verify right. Absolutely. So you give this to the community that will be like a very good, uh, especially good incentive for people to start using the wallet even more. I would say. Absolutely. Okay, thank you for that answer. And the next question I have is regarding name services. I see that you have implemented uh, compatibility with, uh, uh, I think the Stargaze names. If I'm, if I'm right. correct. Uh, Stargaze, Stargaze names and. Uh, what's the other one? IBC domains. domains okay. So both could crash, could have, yeah, could have an issue with the that cosmos, I believe, because both kind of have it. How do you handle those collisions? Ah, uh, interesting. That that's a very uh, good question, and obviously there's ICNS as well, right? Uh, uh, which uh, we are currently working in uh, with as well. So we'd have all of these the uh, name services, and this is also where uh, uh, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, we also, as as a product team, as a design team, realize that this is something that is going to be really uh, tough for users to uh, figure out because, uh, as you mentioned, right? So ABC dot Cosmos would have like three different uh, uh, could have possibly have three different addresses uh, resolving two three different addresses, and each of these actually behave in a very different way, right? So IBC domains actually behave very different differently from Stargaze names. Uh, Stargaze names and ICNS are pretty similar, but IBC domains, for example, behaves differently, right? So what we have actually done over the past uh, two to three weeks is revamp our entire send IBC flow, uh, keeping especially in uh, especially keeping in mind uh, multiple name services, right? <clears throat> so uh, this is also a release that is uh, scheduled for uh, uh, later this week, which is uh, already been tested out. We're just uh, uh, waiting for our next update. But you would see a really simple UI wherein uh, if you type a name service, right? So if you type something like uh, ABC dot Cosmos you would see a drop down wherein there will be clear indication along with logos as to what address uh, that uh, uh, abc.cosmos resolving to three different addresses along with each of these logos right so sages names logo and a clear mention that this is an address that is uh, for uh, that is resolved by a sages name right similarly for ibc domains and similarly for icns and once you have selected one of these addresses in the review page, uh, while you are sending or uh, send, doing a native transfer or an IBC transfer, we will also see and see and mention of uh, what name service uh, you are using and what is the resolved address. Right? Just for you to like double verify, cross verify uh, when uh, you are using that. Right. So yeah. So I think you should definitely check out the flow once that is out, and I'm pretty sure it would be a, a pretty seamless, easy thing to use, at, as well as uh, maintaining all the complexities that all of these name services bring. Okay, I see. But I, I think even doing that, uh, it will uh, fall on the end user, like the one sending the transfer, okay. to like really understand what's happening and know which resolver, let's say, uh, they want to use. But let's say, I'm, you know, I'm trying to think, uh, for example, we made a game and people are using their names. Uh, I'm trying to figure out a way in which a final user doesn't really need to understand this in order to just send a transfer without making a mistake, because this is a big deal, right. big issue. If they don't understand what 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 what's the difference, like let's say somebody new comes to Cosmos, right, and then they they see somebody in Twitter has in their profile like, hey, you can send me a tip, a donation, you know, right, uh, to my I don't know Wagme that Cosmos, right? Not much indication other than that. Right. So the person will grab this, go to your wallet, put this, and they're like, holy cow, like which one should I send it to? If they have like a list of right. options, you know, I'm just giving. Uh, uh, suggestions based on what we're doing uh like 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 uh, like the things we're doing what kind of issue we could see face 
uh, and, and future users to make it easier and, and avoid confusion, avoid somebody sending money to a wallet that wasn't the, uh, you know, the initial idea, right. just because they don't understand what's the difference. So obviously, I think at the end of the day, this is an issue that has to be resolved between all the name services, right? right? Because that's ridiculous to have everyone doing that Cosmos. Three, right. uh, three, three different name services have that right now. Yeah. Uh, but I know you have uh, com uh, compatibility with those two, so I was curious to see how are you handling this now. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's the, the name services uh, that have to to figure this out, right? Yeah. And so avoid all this. Confusion. Absolutely, I think. Uh, okay, well, man. that that's a very valid point, mm -hmm. and I think as you mentioned, right? Uh, if uh, at this point, what we are trying to do is uh, integrate all of these, but eventually, in the longer run, ideally, as you mentioned, right, there should be just one name service uh, for for the entire cosmos. Uh, at least if it behaves similarly, if three of them behave similarly, as it happens with uh, Ethereum right now, right? So it's just uh, one name service for, uh, for everything. And uh, that is where uh, it is very easy for you to just mention Vitalik.eth and send uh, your funds ac across that, right? So as a wallet, I think uh, we cannot uh, be uh, preferential to one of them right now because all of them, all of the three are very new, right? So uh, ideally, again, as in the longer run, as you mentioned, ideally we should have just one name service and it will uh not cause any more hassle yeah that or that they agree upon like who handles which extension right. because i think that's kind of ridiculous that everyone ha wants to have all the extensions yeah. i think the most sane thing to do is let each chain right decide which resolver but i don't know each each one has different thinking about it but well, thank you man that's all thank you awesome great questions hey <laughs> yeah thank you Tardigrades. and uh some of you might be aware uh, that, uh, or most of you might be aware that uh, Tardigrades is our Genesis creator. Uh, but uh, the fact that uh, you might not be aware is uh, he's also very involved with named services. And the depth of uh, these questions are uh, primarily due to that uh, involvement with, uh, within, the, within multiple communities uh, in the Cosmos ecosystem. It's great going there. Uh, yeah. We see a corporate member, Delay. Uh, hi, Delay. Uh, the mic is yours. If you have a question or the conclusion. GM, everybody. Uh, thank you for putting up these spaces. Actually, everything I heard so far sounds great. And looking forward to see those new features in the future. Uh, uh, some of you may know me or you might not, but I work with a staking. It's a validator in a few networks. I do content, I do some of community too. And I wanted to ask you guys, uh, what do you think are the best ways that validators can help uh, NFT ecosystem or NFT creators? I would love if you can expand on that for me. Okay, uh, let me quickly take that and yeah, others can also share their thoughts. Uh, validators essentially are a community of delegators. Right? and uh, across multiple chains. And this is a huge community. There might be overlap, but uh, this is a community end of the day. And these are people that bet with their wallet, that voted with their wallet. They chose you as a validator. And you can see some sort of affiliation, you know, affinity towards the validator that they chose. Considering that there can be activities, uh, if you're creating content, just because you said uh, you created or you're creating content, you, know, you can have content 
maybe in a raw format, but exclusively for your validators first before sharing it with the world. Now, this is a very simple, on um, a scale of uh, 1 to 10, this might be like the easiest thing if you're already working on contract. If not, these can range. You've seen some other validators experiment with, uh, see, even commission discounts, although, you know, personally, I don't feel like it's a great idea. Uh, there have been other use cases where validators dropped NFTs to their delegators, you know, across multiple snapshots. And uh, there, of course, one is to be able to create content Two, they're engaging their community in certain ways where they're giving, making sure that their community of delegators receive all of list access, whitelist access, and so on so forth. That being said, it is personally up to the, it is primarily up to the nature of the business of the validators themselves and how they intend to interact with the community. Uh, yeah, with NFTs in general, you should be able to better engage. Uh, your validator, your community of delegates. Thank you so much. If, if someone from the creators want to add to that, feel free to do so. Yeah. Thoughts from Tardigades or Super. Yeah. Tardigades. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good uh, thing to consider. As, as Jetan say, these are communities of delegators. So I think that would be cool to have like uh, collaboration between creators and, um, validator in a way that the community of delegators of that validator get rewarded by a specific NFT batch or NFT collection, which can later on in the future, you know, because each side has different um, abilities to do stuff. Uh, for example, a creator can have the uh, creative ability to design something cool, unique, special as art or I don't know, some kind of performance. And then the validator has the technical knowledge, I don't know, to develop, I don't know, some tooling uh, to do something on chain. I don't know that because that's not my area. So, you know, that that's like a nice synergy uh, connection between the two worlds where complement each other. Uh, I will have to think of a specific things. I didn't think about this until now, but that's something that definitely has a lot of potential because for example, we are creators, we need help developing tools like for example, for example, taking snapshots, then uh, be able to drop a, a, a token to thousands of wallets or hundreds of wallets, depending on the case. Uh, something that maybe a validator will see, you know, like a piece of cake thing that can do in half an hour. Uh, so that could be like a interesting joint to do. So let's say the, the validator want to give some gift to their community, but they don't know how, because they only know maybe to code or very technical stuff, but the creator can help them to create an art specially designed for that validator based on their logo or their, you know, their lore or whatever, I don't know, uh, whatever they, they, they would like to give to the community. So that's like an interesting, you know, way to, to complement each other in that sense. And yeah, who knows, maybe uh, this could be expanded to other things. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're open to any, you know, uh, idea, suggestion of, from any validator because we need, actually, we, we're working on something right now where we'll announce it later, but but it's, it has to do with the fact that we as creators are limited in the technical sense, technical size of things. So yeah, uh, as I say, I'm open to receive any suggestion from any validator on what would you guys like to see, to do, you know, to explore, you know, ideas. We are also experimenting with many things all the time. So yeah. Thank all you right. so much, very great. You know, uh, probably would like to add, pro 
I think Tiger has really uh, summarized quite well about what it, I even wanted to say. But just to give you certain examples, uh, one way probably validators can uh, contribute is uh, the the delegates they have. They can have an NFT drop, like beer market. You know, there was a, a collection on Omniflix by friends validator, beer market friends, and they dropped. 67,800 plus uh, NFTs to different wallets. So what that does is, A, get people introduced to NFT ecosystem, their delegators, right? And uh, also, this kind of helps the validators too, because when they are on the marketplace, Omniflix marketplace, someone is coming to the marketplace to to probably you know uh, see the NFTs they own or probably view a new collection, they also would be able to get exposed to the branding of the validator there. So it quite helps both ways. And uh, to do this, uh, like Tariq Ritz correctly mentioned, there can be good collabs between validators and NFT creators, which will collaboratively help uh, the whole NFT ecosystem. Yeah, yeah uh, what SuperEra said is like, uh, it's a very good, very good point. But like we, we can even have, even validators can tweak a little bit. For example, validators can cease to support uh, the long-term delegators in the sense like the OG delegators, like uh, they can reward with uh, some some limited uh, some limited people only. Whoever are OG delegators, they get some NFTs and uh, they get extra perks. Or like I mean, little bit gamify in such a way that uh, rewarding to your own delegators and community in the sense. So like I mean. No, sure. Oh, and I just, think, no. just my random idea. Uh, you can yeah, that. That, that's really great. And I suppose, you know, uh, there is another way was uh, like one of our products, Omniflix.tv. Now, as a validator, you can even use that product to have an interactive video where you're explaining about, uh, about uh, an important proposal in Cosmos ecosystem. And, uh, you know, that whoever is able to participate in that and agree and probably even uh, kind of give you an idea about what your delegators want to vote on, that helps you. And then maybe, you know, uh, you can have people participate at a NFT drop or a batch drop, which again, they can use probably in, in their, as their profile picks if they want to, if it's a good you know, NFT, what you have dropped them or a batch, what you have dropped them. So, you know, there's a lot of ways actually, if you explore and, uh, I'm sure that uh, you know there will. If you if you want to do there, there are things which we haven't yet done yet, but there will be a lot of more things which is possible through which Omniflix and validators both can help each other. Yep. I mean, we all got enthusiastic uh, when we talked about validators and NFTs. We also have Stake Cito in the house. Hi, Stake Zero. How are you doing? Yeah, hey, Would friends. Like to share your How's it going? This is Nemus from uh, Stake Zero. And yeah, I just wanted to add to the last point of how validators could help uh, creators. Um, I mean, we have also launched the Cetonaut badges on Omniflix. And um, one idea was basically that all our delegators have maybe access to certain whitelists that uh, creators um, set up. So this could be one use case. And another use case could be just dropping more NFTs, you know, that could be some sort of special editions or something. I mean, there might be many ways and we are also um, open towards collaborating more. You know, it's we're still a small team, but we are definitely uh, looking into different artists. And I'm personally also investing myself on the Omniflix marketplace. So, yeah, reach out to us and we 
will respond. And uh, Prasito collaborated, of course, to drop seed or not badges on the Omniflex market. This is their version of community building. This is their version of being able to develop a meaningful relationship. We've had multiple other validators, community staking, bro and bro, binary holdings, post-human. Now, all of them utilize the infrastructure around Omniflex to engage better, to be able to build that meaningful relationship going forward. Uh, Barun, as I said earlier, we got excited when validators and NFTs were mentioned. And uh, we moved a bit away from our conversation around LEAP. But uh, you know, if you could just add your thoughts around this specific concept. And uh, yeah, we'll go ahead uh, with the program. No, absolutely not. I think, uh, uh, again, validators and NFTs both uh, very key. Uh, key things in the ecosystem and uh, we are actually uh, we've been talking to a lot, quite a few validators recently and we are actually also trying to build out a product uh, on on that side uh, which is targeting the validators so I'll maybe uh, not uh, throw away more stuff here but uh, again we, we are uh, something is in the works and something will be coming soon so uh, we will definitely be excited to share that in the coming few weeks. Sure, definitely. I mean, we'll, uh, we also are curious about your roadmap. So we'll ask you a question around that in just a moment. But Super, uh, do you have a thought to share? No, I actually had questions for Barun. Uh, is this a good time to go ahead and ask him? Uh, yeah, this is a good time. Okay, Barun, hi. hi my, okay, so Barun, uh, I, I'm not yet certain you you would remember me but we have spoken before there are there are certain things i've been using leap wallet uh, for a while i have i have few questions uh one about uh, the update about permissionless browser which i heard would be coming soon to leap uh, mobile wallet and this will be on a larger scale than what we are currently seeing on uh, kepler mobile wallet or cosmosition mobile wallet or you know, some other cosmos based mobile wallet so any thoughts on that that's my first question. Sure. Uh, yeah, great question. And uh, again, uh, Alpha Drop here, uh, we'd most likely be releasing it uh, tomorrow or day after. So, uh, so that is coming really, really soon. So I think, again, something uh, that I, I personally am really, really excited about because this is something that I have been hearing uh, from a lot of users, uh, uh, the same pain point that has been in the ecosystem for a long time that the, for, for example, in Kepler, you just have a handful number of apps uh, that you can natively browse, right? So you, uh, for most of the chains, for most of the apps on most of the chains, you'll have to open up your uh, laptop and uh, have to connect an extension uh, and use it, right? So this is where what triggered us in building a uh, permissionless in-app browser. So again, the idea is very simple, right? So any app you know, that is uh, uh, there in Cosmos should be accessible via a mobile wallet and you do not have to go outside your mobile app uh, to do anything, right? Uh, you don't need a laptop, you don't need a Chrome extension, you don't need anything else, right? So this is what uh, led to uh, led us to building an in-app browser, which is similar to what you would see in the Ethereum ecosystem, right? You would have uh, slightly more developed uh, wallet products. So you would see in-app browsers where you can like literally browse any single app and connect to that app and uh, go through the entire experience from within the wallet. So this is what is going live uh, this week. And uh, you would be able to uh, just go and browse any app you want. 
That's amazing. So does it mean that Leap Wallet will have integrations to those? Uh, uh, like, let's say, if I today go to Omniflix.market, right. I will have options for Kepler and Cosmos Station, but I do not have an option for Leap Wallet. So Correct. will we have integrations there too? So uh, ideally, that that is something, again, that is uh, something that the DAP has to do, right? So we're obviously in talks with uh, most of the dApps in the ecosystem, but again, it's not a very simple process. It's more operational heavy, right? So we'd have to talk to all of the dApps. Uh, and if you want to connect to Leap on a desktop uh, web, uh, uh, website of the dApp, uh, then you will have to add connect to Leap option. But within the in-app browser, since the connect wallet methods are similar, what uh, what uh, we are currently doing is, even if you do not have a connect to Leap option, uh, since the methods are similar, you would you, sh you would be able to connect to Leap even if, uh, for example, on Omniflix.Markets, you do not have that uh, right now. But again, you would have you can do that just within the context of the app and not not anywhere else, right? So if you want to use it on a desktop, uh, uh, the app on the desktop, you'd still have to add connect to Leap, and that is something that is in progress with uh, a lot of apps. All right, my next question is. The one USP or one thing which I loved about Leap Wallet is that you guys also have testnet chains. Omniflix also has testnet chains. So uh, right. how, let's say if we want to go ahead and have the testnet, the Flixnet 4 uh, get activated on that, what will be the process for that? Yeah, I think it's uh, really straightforward. So I can just uh, send in a couple of uh, data points uh, that we would need, uh, especially for testnet and devnet, uh, we just coordinate with the chains. And yeah, I can just drop a message in our Telegram group and uh, it should be up uh, by tomorrow. Amazing, amazing. Okay, so oh, now after also, the space. By the way, sorry. Just, just a quick uh, point there. Uh, anyone, if they want to still use any DevNet, any testnet, any uh, uh, mainnet testnet, DevNet that is not supported currently, we also have the add custom network uh, option right inside the world extension. So you can just add a couple of uh, points there and individually test your own devnets that you have built as well, right? So that's that's also there. Amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Mari, yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah, can I, can I ask a question to Barun? Uh, like, when I open the Omniflix chain or Cosmos chain or uh, any, uh, let's say, any NFT-supported chain, I mean, like, it shows the available tokens, of course. I mean, will you see available NFTs in your wallet uh, in, in the same uh, in the same opening page, like uh, if you open the trust wallet, it shows uh, like uh, some I mean uh, ERC seven twenty one NFTs in such right. a way that uh, yeah, great question. Uh, I think uh, uh, we uh, we are already starting to work towards it. So today we you can actually go to Stargaze and uh, check out their NFTs. You can go to Mars and check out the uh, 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 NFT airdrop that happened recently. You can also go to Say and check out the Destnet NFTs. Right, so. We are uh, adding support for the chains. Uh, obviously, uh, there are a couple more chains uh, that we have not added support for yet, uh, but uh, those will be up really soon. All right. But last question. And uh, sorry, last question. And probably this is more of a feedback. You know, like I mentioned, I've been using Live Wallet, but uh, my experience of using the mobile wallet is only good when I'm selecting USD as a currency because the rest of the currencies will just tell me my stake wallet still in USD amount and gives incorrect values on the dashboard. So when are we getting that fixed? Uh, it's happening tomorrow. So this is also something that has- Amazing. Yeah, no, because so I would- 
love to have that before we have the permissionless uh, browser. And uh, that probably this is how you might not recognize me. I uh, contacted you and uh, given a bug report, but because that is not uh, okay. uh, being in India. Yeah, being in India, I would love to see my my right. uh, tokens in INR values. And right. I, I can see there are similar, uh, no Australian dollars or probably euros and everywhere. But if we select anything apart from US dollars, it still gives me in US dollar value, although the currency sign changes. So yeah, I, I'm really very happy and very looking forward to uh, the new updates with Leap Wallets, no, especially the permissionless browser and the notifications that you mentioned and trying the testnet chains. So, and probably even uh, I'm not recommending people to try Leap Wallet for these where they get familiarized with the Leave Wallet and try and use those more. So uh, thank you for your time uh, and answering the questions. Thank you. Yeah, awesome. Uh, thanks for the bug report in the first place. And I, uh, I think it got fixed within the next five minutes, but uh, mobile apps, uh, the update cycle is a bit lengthy and uh, hence it has taken over a few days. So yeah, should be wrapped up uh, by tomorrow. Makes sense. Uh, super money. Yeah, Varun, hope you got a sense of how our community is. Here you have discussions around the product, you have discussions around roadmap, you know, future features that, uh, you know, you're almost forced to share about because those are the questions that are, uh, you know, being asked. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you super, uh, Tardigrades and money for the questions. But Barun, uh, is there a roadmap and is there anything specifically that you'd like to share before I go ahead with? final set of questions yeah absolutely uh, so just quickly wrapping up uh, uh, the entire uh, discussion and uh, probably a couple of features that i am the most excited about so as i mentioned uh, top two on my list would be uh, push notifications and more adding more use cases on top of it for mobile uh, apps as long as well as in our browser which is launching this week right so uh, right off the bat the two things that are uh, currently i am the most excited about uh, in the near future what we are uh, <clears throat> quickly focusing on right now is uh, building our dashboard in a way uh, in which it, it is a hub for Cosmos, right? So any new user on any existing user, if they want to like, uh, use a proper web view, a proper dashboard view, uh, uh, and let's say search for any Cosmos address uh, or do send IBC seamlessly or do multiple staking, uh, see multiple staking options uh, in one view, right? For example, uh, your plane staking option with auto compounding uh, uh, option to auto compound or your quick staking options, uh, liquid staking with stride, liquid staking with uh, 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 Quicksilver or anything, uh, any other staking options that are there. So we're trying to build a dashboard which has all of these and which is very simple to use, right? So again, focusing a lot of our design product uh, dev effort on that and that is something that would be coming up in the next couple of weeks. So uh, ex really excited to uh, release that and uh, uh, yeah, so uh, that would be pretty much uh, it. Uh, longer run, obviously, uh, there are a lot of uh, things to work on, uh, uh, on 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 user security side as well uh, around uh, MPC solutions, uh, smart contract wallets, multi-six, a lot of exciting things uh, out there. But yeah, these are like the couple, uh, three, four things that I'm really excited about for in the short, short run. Okay, that makes a uh, lot of sense. Now making sure that, uh, yeah, you're, uh, I'll say, implementing uh, new features and uh, serving communities uh, for increased adoption. And uh, I have a quick question about two points that you mentioned earlier. 
So you said that the key management was open source. What is not open source? Is it the client? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, so the key management currently, uh, the open source is happening, the announcement is happening uh, early next week. So it's not right now open source, but will be in a, uh, in a few days. Uh, so what will not be open sourced, uh, which we'll again plan to do it in the future, but it is a lot of work uh, to open source it right now, right away, is basically uh, the core uh, library, uh, JS library that we use, uh, the hooks that we have built, uh, uh, of basically a fork, fork of Cosmos JS that we have built for our own use cases, right? So something uh, which we call as the Leap Cosmos JS. So uh, the entire uh, logic behind all the chains that we have integrated, uh, the entire hooks package uh, is something that I know uh, for, for a fact that would be really helpful for developers, but it is a lot of effort on our side right now to go out and uh, open source that. So that bit is something that uh, would happen progressively over uh, the next few months. Yeah, it's a, it's a amazing that you want to open source that generally the front end doesn't need to be that much open source as a JS modules and the other thing. But key management is something which is needed to be open source soon. And as you said, next week you guys have a plan that would be amazing and that would be the best and enough step is just my opinion. Totally. Um, yeah, Marun, so that is not open source and it also makes a lot more sense uh, you can definitely open source uh, when you're ready and, and you feel confident and you know uh, when that transition cycle can happen uh, you also mentioned a bit about social login are you using web3 auth or is there any other service that you're utilizing for login with google and uh, the other services yeah Right. Uh, yeah, I think we've we've been chatting with a few uh, providers, but uh, as of now, I think uh, Web3 Auth uh, is the most stable one, and uh, we, we uh, have integrated both uh, Web3 Auth and Ramper. Uh, there's uh, a service called Ramper XYZ. So the op- there's a couple of options, but most likely uh, we would be launching with Web3 Auth, uh, and uh, yeah, that is in the works and uh, should also happen in a couple of weeks uh, from now. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, thank you for that. And uh, while you were talking about permissionless uh, access to apps, uh, how does that work? And uh, are you using Wallet Connect? Again, you know, these are some of the questions as builders, you know, as builders of the network itself, the apps uh, that are powering the, that are interacting with the network. So are you utilizing Wallet Connect for that? And how would chains be able to, you know, interact with your permissionless uh, access? Right. Uh, great question. I think, uh, again, uh, probably two separate things. Wallet Connect is also something that we absolutely support. So uh, today, uh, if someone uh, want, wanted to go to a dApp on, on the desktop and uh, scan a QR from the Leap mobile app, they can absolutely do it. Uh, so we have a scan option right on the homepage, uh, which, which is uh, basically Wallet Connect. And that, that is something that we definitely support. Uh, the in-app browser uh, uh, is, is not uh, something... Uh, is not related to Wallet Connect. It is more of uh, just uh, opening the entire app experience uh, within a web view uh, from directly from inside the wallet, right? Uh, from inside the mobile apps. So uh, that that's the slight difference on the Wallet Connect part as well. Uh, we are currently working with the Wallet Connect team. Uh, there's one more use case that we're trying to solve, which is opening up uh, a app inside your uh, Safari browser or inside your mobile uh, Chrome browser, and that 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 is a more of a use case of deep linking. That is something that we're currently figuring out uh, with, with the Wallet Connect team. But uh, I'm not sure if a lot of users use dApps on their mobile browser, but yeah, we're also like tying up all the loose ends right now. 
yeah i think uh, that was pretty much it uh, from my uh can i ask a little bit off ramp question like uh, it's like a boring nani mini profile it says iit kanpur so like are you a student or you a recent graduate i mean uh, so yeah for community oh yeah uh, it's it's been long since i graduated so uh, i graduated back in 2015 so yeah uh, uh, i did my uh, bachelor's in uh, maths and scientific computing from iit kanpur and uh, over the past 7 uh, years uh, have been working in the product space uh, uh, with worldquant with uh, uh, an edtech startup called pariksha which we started uh, a few of my friends and me and uh, a couple of other places and finally landed up at leapolit yeah glad to know that i am a graduate from iit gohati so yeah cheers oh nice meeting thank you thank you varun uh, sorry i got a bit wrong there but uh, glad that the space is still on uh, yeah thank you for sharing your insights about uh, you know integration of the apps within the leapolit that'll definitely help a lot more uh, developers actually expand to the mobile ecosystem within the yeah uh have mobile access available right out of the box within the cosmos ecosystem so yeah thank you for uh, sharing the details on that and answering all our questions uh, patiently so varun yeah before we let you go is there something that you wanted to share uh, with the omnifix community about the uh, potential collaboration that you see with omnifix and how we can work together Uh, as a community and uh, you you know as infrastructure providers on top of the network yeah absolutely uh, i think uh, again just to uh, wrap things up uh, you you guys can definitely follow our twitter handle which is leap cosmos wallet and for all the updates and uh, uh, all the features that are coming up uh, soon uh, coming to uh, specifically uh, about partnership uh, with omniflex between omniflex and leap uh, i think uh, few as few of the most important things that i talked about uh, it can be just uh, uh, escalated and uh, uh, omniflex is something that we'll also love to support all of these features for so things like uh, uh, push notifications for specific use cases on 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 omniflex right so uh, everything around uh, uh, custom use cases that you guys want uh, your users to receive notifications for uh, is something that uh, would be very interesting uh i i think as uh, w- one of you also mentioned nft integration is something that uh, that would be pretty cool as well and uh, that is something we should uh, definitely do do really soon uh and uh, uh, so i i think these are definitely couple of uh, options uh, that are there and as i uh, spoke earlier about the web dashboard that we are pushing a lot on i think uh, the nft integrations uh, uh, definitely would make a lot more sense uh, there as well uh so yeah i think uh, quite quite some uh, quite some interesting things uh, in in the uh, partnership that we guys can uh, do and obviously uh, we are in touch with the team and we'll keep discussing around use cases that will come up and uh, we are all in for supporting uh, custom use cases in the future as well yep uh you know we are excited for that as well because uh, there are you know three very specific and uh, almost uh, you know off the bat uh, areas where uh, omniflex and uh, leap can collaborate on that front so first uh, of course from a chain standpoint where we have the uh, blockchain itself supported now uh, then we have the nft integration then of course from the omniflex uh, side of things the integration into the apps that interact with the network and of course 
there are these uh, you know specific i'll say features that uh, you know, not features but uh, these are implementations or these are uh, these are tools that are being built where a wallet can also be utilized inside the unity game and sdks are being built to connect the cosmos sdk and the unity uh, you know and the app in, uh, that's built in unity so these are interesting areas of collaboration we are uh, you know we have expanded uh, quite rapidly in the events space uh, starting q4 2022 and we have powered events of course like cosmos uh, tedx uh, in india and uh, you know multiple other hackathons and community meetups including you know atom meetups that are hosted as side events uh, you know across mul- multiple months uh, and across geographies so this has you know helped us you know there is this phase where we were still thinking of how best we could support mobile and uh, you know permissionless uh, the app access and so on and so forth would only be a boon to developers and uh, of course uh, both omniflix and leap part uh, take it forward from a collaboration standpoint so yeah uh, quite quite a lot of collaboration areas of synergy that we see uh, i have tardigrades that is their hand tardigrades please go ahead mike is yours yeah quick quick request for leap wallet have omniflix nfts uh, displayed inside the wallet and the ability to select one of them as your profile pic inside the app that's it uh, absolutely a point noted and you should uh, see progress on it very soon <laughs> thank, thank you thank you uh, that's our creators requesting so varun we'll do our best to support you in every possible way to make that happen all right uh, thank you varun uh, thank you for uh, sharing all the details about leap wallet about your team uh, about the your the insights about the ecosystem itself uh, thoughts on open sourcing and uh, of course patiently answering all our questions uh, thank you varun please hang out please join uh, flix talks uh, frequently you can share your updates uh with the flix fam whenever you think you have any and of course drop all the alphas that you can absolutely i think uh, it, it was great it was one of the uh, most fun ama sessions i have done in the recent past so uh, really excited uh, about this collaboration and will definitely uh, join in for uh, more of these thanks everyone yep thank you varun thanks a lot uh, we are very glad to have had you here all right we have sandy toes Sandy Toes has been patiently, you know, listening all this while. Uh, has come up earlier. Uh, Sandy Toes, did you have a thought to share? Uh, yeah, the mic is on. Hello, hi. Thank you very much. And by the way, congratulations! I'm so happy to see uh, everybody show up. Um, our friend just left, but I, I'm so glad that uh, every day this community is growing. And I just want to say thank you for helping me bring awareness for Kia GM1, my new collection uh, of classic cars. The proceeds will go for Kia GM1. This month is Rare Disease Day, uh, and um, you know, Kia uh, GM1 is a degenerative disease, a condition that has no cure. And I also want to say I'm so excited. I have been nominated. for a Cosmos award on uh, best AI art and I would like to share that award um 
with Lucid Dreamer because he's the person who mentored me, who taught me how to use this amazing new technology. So just to be awarded is a huge deal for me. The Cosmos ecosystem is just such a big global community that, you know, I was just so honored. And uh, that's all I wanted to say. And I'm looking forward to my AMA where I can get deeper into what I'm doing with this art. And this new collection is all mine. I've done everything on this. So Lucid is not watching over me, but I still do bug him and ask him questions. And uh, so thank you very much. And thank you, Terra Spaces, for recording these historical spaces we are so happy that these this record keeping continues and your efforts are great and i also want to congratulate the other um, artists who have been nominated tangled is nominated for this award and uh, we have a photographer cosmic camera and uh, you know, we also have mujin and um uh, and ai sense so this is a big honor thank you very much and i look forward um to see who wins thank you for for letting me share my information yeah uh sandy toast uh yeah he's an og member within the community terra spaces as you might have guessed is has started in the terra ecosystem sandy has uh spread her wings uh, across ecosystems i'll say in the tezos uh probably the ethereum world as well right sandy and uh of course the that's right ecosystem. Yeah. Omniflix uh, wasn't here with their NFT space. When, you know, I've been in the NFT space for a very long time. And so I started in the Tezos ecosystem because I was looking for a decentralized place. We don't need gatekeepers. There's a lot of artists, you know, running to be in these very um, limited spaces where, um, you know, they, uh, they they can't let people in based on where they're from. So a lot of artists got kicked out of OpenSea. They got kicked out of Known Origin. And, and so Omniflix, when Omniflix showed up, I recognized right away that they were going to be huge or you're going to be huge because I was already um, invested in the Cosmos ecosystem in the crypto part. Part of it. So when I read the Cosmos paper, I was like, oh my gosh, is this really going to happen? Are all these blockchains going to be able to have uh, interconnectivity? And guess what? They did it. So let's see what happens this year with Cosmoverse. And I'm looking forward to that. Last year, Cosmoverse was an incredible experience. And I'm looking forward to where we're going this year. And uh, thank you, Ken, for everything that you do for the community. He's a great community builder and a great musician. And I look forward to getting his NFTs as well. And by the way, the classic car collection is going to come with its own badge. Anybody who purchases one will get a badge uh, and they will also get um, uh, a fantastical NFT as a gift from us. So not only will you help me spread awareness about this disease, but your wallet will have two additional NFTs for this. Thank you very much. Being as active as you are, as enthusiastic as you are, and as involved as you are, uh, could you share uh, or could you throw some light on the classic cars collection? And that's is it coming up or uh, has it already gone live? It, it has been minted. I have not listed it for sale yet. Um, I'm waiting for the badges to be complete. So when Omniflix team has that ready, we will go live. It's going to happen uh, this week. Uh, today is, oh my gosh, today's the 8th. So yeah, it's going to happen this week. Uh, it's going to go live this week. And uh, when I do my AMA, I'll get more deeper into it. But yes, this collection's already minted, ready to go. And guess what? 
I think I'm going to have other uh, artists coming in here. I've, I've got uh, one of the OGAI artists who's not an Omniflix, but he's a big fan of uh, vintage classic cars. And he created artwork that he's going to donate to me so I can sell that and raise funds for Cure GM1. So this event will be big. It'll bring awareness. And I think it'll also bring a lot more interest and um, awareness about Omniflix community because these artists are going to want to check out what's going on with their NFTs. And when they find out what a great community this is, guess what? They're going to mint. And we have a Another artist, Shagoyev, uh, a lot of our Iranian artists are not here today, but Shagoyev is already uh, an amazing artist in the Tezos ecosystem, and Tezos Foundation has collected her work, and she's in the process of getting her collection minted on Omniflix as well. So thank you so much for being inclusive and for allowing Iranians and people from all around the world so we can have a true, true decentralized community. You are the best. Thank you. Thank you, Sandy. Thanks a lot. And uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing more about your collection and seeing all the collections of uh, the people that you've uh, actually introduced the Cosmos and the Omnifix ecosystems. Thank you. All right. Uh, Tadi Grace, did you have something to share about your collection? And uh, yeah, please go ahead. Yeah, so we want to uh, mention a couple of things, a couple of updates. The first one is that to remind everyone and let know those that don't know yet that we have a game and we just release it to the public. And we have an incentivized campaign right now. It's lasting for two weeks. We are now less than a week left. Uh, so if you want to have a chance to win some Atom, we invite you to participate. You can check our Twitter. Uh, is plastered all over the place. People are playing, fighting each other. It's like a nuclear war on that. So let's let's go to the Twitter and you can see the link to the game so you can uh, play it. So you have three ways you can win some Adam. The first is becoming one of the first top three players, which is pretty tough now. We got in the range of 500 to 700 points. Uh, that's one. The second one is just by playing even once. Uh, one point is enough to uh, enter into a raffle. Uh, you will be assigned a ticket. And you can see also on our Twitter the details of uh, how, how to see what ticket number you got. And the raffle will be conducted after the 13th. We don't have a specific date, but it will be after the 13th because the 13th is the cutoff date for the campaign. And the third way is just retweet the tweet. Even if you don't want to play, you can just retweet the tweet to let your friends know about it. And you can participate on another raffle that we will do. We will give uh, five people, I think, yeah, on the Twitter is five people. On the game is 15 people. So if you play, you have a higher chance to win some Adam. Uh, so that's the one, the first one. The second one we want to uh, announce is we, we, we will soon mint a special, unique, flamboyant, exciting, uh, <laughs> exclusive collection of Joe's. If you don't know, Joe is like a, a you know, culture movement here on Cosmos which is one of the best things that can happen in a bear market. So, you know, Joe is, everyone can be Joe. Everyone can participate, can, you know, interact with the community in any way you desire. So we decided to uh, grab the first official, unofficial collection of the Joes, just Joe one, and made it become a, a spinning token where you have 16 different faces, and it's just hilarious. You have tardigrades floating all over. You have pop moths falling. 
is is it's just crazy NFT we created just for fun for the community. And in order to get these people had to have a category in their wallet, uh, an Omniflix wallet by December 15th or a just Joe, a Joe version one uh, by December 15th or just donate to um, Spark IBC because we, we, we like the work they're doing and helping to promote, you know, uh, spreading the message of Cosmos uh, education. So we want to support them somehow. So this is like a free NFT, but you know you, you needed to take one of these three actions. Uh, the donations close on the uh, January thirty first. So everyone who donated even you know ten cents of a dollar, uh, you can get this NFT. So um, we are working right now on the technical side to mint them, and it should be ready in a couple of weeks, I guess. Uh, so we will announce it on Twitter as well. Uh, if you didn't get it, don't worry. This is an ongoing thing we will be playing around with. So the, the gist of this NFT is the first 4D NFT in Cosmos. You know, this is a meme, so we're playing around with this. So it's a 4, 4D NFT that projects on the 3D world as an infinitely spinning 16 side coin. So it's very funny. You can see all the art from Tenderman Timmy uh, plastered on a coin that spins infinitely. And Popmos helps with the pot to spin it. Give it, give it a kick every every cycle. So it's very fun. It's very fun. You you guys check it out. Uh, if you met any of the three conditions, you will get it on your wallet soon. We will announce it, as I say, on Twitter. And if you want to participate in this craziness, this madness, this chaos, please uh, join our Twitter because we will be announcing other uh, stunts we will be making in person. Any question, please feel free to ask. Sure. I have a question. How did you even collaborate with the Joe community? Oh, okay. <laughs> so the Joe movement started uh, late last year. Uh, the first collection was created by Tandemi Timmy. He took, uh, <laughs> you know, Joe, Joe is a, a YouTuber in the cosmos who, uh, you know, is a very cool guy. He has his channel, but, you know, the community was trying to help him to, to reach out to more people. So they came up with uh, taking his face, putting on um, uh, Cardano uh, leader. I forgot his name. Uh, anyway, they put his face on, on, on a picture of him and that looks hilarious. So people started playing around with this, spreading the word. And we saw this as a hilarious, like we, we take everything hilarious in Cosmos. We, we take it. We have another one coming. We don't want, I, I don't want to talk about it right now, but we're taking everything that is crazy in Cosmos and playing around with it. So we talked to Tenderman Timmy and uh, he agreed that we make this, right? I wanted to, to know, I talked to Joe and they all agreed because, you know, this is uh, something fun for the community. We're, we're not selling this, we're just giving them away for free and making it a funny version of the original collection because, you know, there is a Joe V1, which is the, the first one that is uh, 16. That's why the coin has 16 sides. <laughs> And then there is a, another collection, the Joe V3, which uh, was like a gamified type of NFT. It's crazier than the first one. You can see just madness. You have to see that collection. And then, uh, you know, they jump from V1 to V3. Then to make it even crazier, we say, okay, we're going to launch a V0, you know, following like a messy timeline. So, uh, yeah, I talked to Tender Mitimi. He agreed. Joe, uh, the original Joe, agree also. So we're like, okay, let's make it to give a reward to those who participate. Because, you know, in times like this of bear market, 
where everything is going down the drain. Uh, these are the type of things that keep the community engaged and, you know, give them a little glimpse of happiness within all this craziness. So we were like, okay, let's make it to have some fun. And maybe, maybe, I cannot uh, confirm nor deny, but maybe these tokens can be helpful for something in the future. Who knows? So, yeah, that's how it came about. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing all the details, uh, tardigrades. And, uh, yeah, uh, adding that last line, you know, that's, uh, you know, that's something that, uh, you know, there is anticipation for and uh, definitely look forward to all the activities that you do to engage your community better. Uh, definitely did not forget the experience at Cosmos. It was extremely lively. It was extremely heartwarming. And, uh, you know, yeah, we are glad to have you as part of the community. Thank you. Thank you, man. All right. Uh, let's take a quick look at, uh, yeah, let's take a quick look at uh, the space itself. Let's reset it here. This is Flickstock 55. You'll hear about everything happening in the Omniflix network during our Flickstock. It happens every Wednesday at 2 p.m. UTC. Today, we have our first episode with our tweaked or revamped format where we feature partners, not one, but uh, this is uh, when we featured two partners, you know, as part of our first episode, that's Yvonne. And uh, here we have had our creators, Sandy Toes, on Tardigrades that uh, came up, shared their details, updates with the community, and of course, our fanatic super random. Let me take a quick dive or uh, share some insights from an engineering standpoint with respect to the Omniflix network. There have been quite a few updates uh, that the team has been working on and has released. The first one being uh, something that we are excited about and something that has been requested uh, multiple times by communities, creators uh, you know, that have communities that are managing communities. And uh, this is the ability to mint an NFT directly to multiple people, multiple accounts. So this can be, say, one edition of an NFT that's minted to one person is rather easy. You know, one account is rather easy. And you should be able to accomplish that using the UI today. But there was this request earlier where if there is a single asset, media asset, an image or a video, and if that asset has to be minted as an NFT into multiple people's or multiple accounts, there was no UI for that. You had to know how to code for that. But today, we're very excited to announce the bulk mint feature. Uh, there'll be a renaming of the feature itself, where this will be converted to the original mint page, and this will replace the current minting experience. But uh, on Omniflix Studio, when you go to app.omniflix Studio, if you have creation access, you should be able to mint NFTs. Now, it's not just uh, 10 or 20 or 100 or 250 or 500. We've minted up to 1,500 NFTs in a single transaction. And that worked well. It broke at uh, over 1,600. So let's see uh, what other optimizations we have left. But uh, you know, it's safe to say that uh, you can drop uh, 1,000 NFTs to your community members in a single transaction, all using the UI without using any code. 
So creators, you have that access right now enabled on app.omnifix.studio. If you are someone that's managing your community or already have a community that you intend to better engage with NFTs, you can check this out on Testnet on f4.omniflix.studio and view those NFTs on f4.omniflix.market. These are our studio and market apps on Flixnet 4, the testnet of Omniflix. Tardigrades, we know that uh, you requested this feature earlier and uh, yeah, now we have it for you. But uh, what do you think? Uh, did you try it out? Did you get to try it out? What do you think of the experience? Okay, I was trying to to get it, but I got this talking issue. Uh, then after that, I got busy and I had to go outside. So I haven't been able to mint it yet, but I'm working on that. Today, I should be finishing it. Perfect. And uh, yeah, this is definitely helpful for communities that are organizing spaces, sharing a secret word, and utilizing Onlyflix TV to build their communities you know, using Alavlus or to be able to drop participation NFTs you know, in a single transaction, right using the UI, you should be able to drop transferable or non-transferable NFTs into multiple accounts. Super money, do you have any thoughts to share? Sure, well, I have tried it too, and uh, it, it's, really, it's really an exciting update. Not just for, uh, like you correctly mentioned, the spaces where we do our uh, no proof of participation NFTs for Friday space as Flix Analytics, so it will become easier for us too. But even for the creators and uh, like like we just discussed about the validators, if there is a validator drop, or no, there there are use cases for those. So uh, I had a question about that. So will this be uh, also available when the marketplace or studio, not marketplace, studio will go permissionless to all of us? Yeah, I mean, that's that's the default. All features will be available to everyone after it. Great. So because I've seen that in the last uh, Flixnet 4 campaign, what we had in October, end of October and November, we had a lot of people who participated. So I'm sure that uh, soon, probably, you know, once it will go permissionless, there will be a lot of people who would want to get their uh, NFT collection on Omniflix Marketplace. And uh, having the bulk ones might also help creators in case they want to do an airdrop, like uh, you know, a while ago Sandy mentioned that whoever whoever would be buying uh, an NFT from her new collection will also get a drop from uh, Fantastical Animals. So in, in such scenarios, also it will be quite helpful when the creators have to drop an NFT to the existing members or probably have a DAO a DAO come up on Omniflix and have, uh, you know, have all their DAO members have an NFT drop where they can use those to get access to the token gated channel. So there are, there are a lot of use cases and this makes it easier even for the Cosmos projects like we had Sai and we had uh, StakeEasy who had uh, an educational campaign on Omniflix.tv so now they will be able to collate all the addresses very much faster and have the NFTs drop to them. So yes, I'm quite happy with that. Yep, that's right. And all is also, you know, has also increased. And we believe it is directly proportional, where uh, we're now seeing triple digit participations and 
Now, of course, we've seen campaigns that were, you know, that had uh, participation in six figures as well with people from the Ethereum ecosystem, people from the wider Cosmos ecosystem participating. But, uh, you know, on an average, we're able to see triple digit participation, you know, across these communities and campaigns of interactive videos. Definitely, uh, this is something that we have built out primarily with communities in mind and even creators with uh, 10 or 20 accounts to drop their NFTs to. And this is a very simple feature. We already had the feature where you could transfer up to 30 NFTs uh, to multiple accounts. Uh, this is different from the transfer feature, bulk transfer feature, because when it comes to the transfer feature, you're utilizing NFTs that are already minted. But when it comes to the bulk mint model, you're primarily utilizing NFTs. These are additions of NFTs. And uh, you're utilizing a single media asset to be able to mint those NFTs, those additions of NFTs to multiple accounts. Yeah, that uh, definitely concludes the first update that uh, we had to share when it comes to the UI and the application engineering. Uh, of course, there's a lot more going on when it comes to Omniflix TV and Omniflix Studio. So quick update on Omniflix TV. In the next, uh, yeah, in this quarter or early next quarter, you should be able to see Omniflix TV uh, go permissionless, get launched in some sense to a, you know, from a closed beta release to maybe an uh, public beta release. And uh, yeah, we should be able to see that quite soon on uh, Studio first. And uh, then later, the Omniflix TV app itself will undergo revamp. So all of this, uh, most likely in the, you know, in the first half of next quarter. And we're getting up for that right from now. All right. So this is about publishing. This is about publishing interactive videos. Of course, this is about creators and communities utilizing infrastructure around Omniflix. There have been other updates around StreamSwap as well, and uh, a few more details that uh, we wanted to share specifically with respect to the Flix token launch itself and everything around that. But uh, let's quickly reset here. This is uh, Flix Talk 55. This is a weekly Twitter space that happens every Wednesday starting at 2 p.m. UTC and covers all the activities, community updates, engineering updates, partner updates, creator and ecosystem news from within the Omniflix ecosystem. Tune in every week to follow and interact with our community members live on Twitter, or you can listen to recorded, the recorded version archived by Terra Spaces on Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. All right, so let me quickly jump in right into stream swap updates. This is the most exciting part for me. Uh, there have been quite a lot of updates since we last spoke. Uh, the contact, contracts are uh, getting audited. External audit has begun. So we should be able to hear more about their feedback, their reviews, and then there'll be work that will be, there'll be some time, effort, energy put into the review part sort out if there are issues and then finally get ready, get a green signal from the team and get ready for the launch of the StreamSwap protocol on the mainnet. During this phase, we will have cycles of, or we will have interactions with the community exclusively around StreamSwap, the protocol. We will have interactions around the community with content, 
where there is this educational and informative content that will be published before people can actually check out the products and understand the mechanism of stream swap better. After that, we'll most likely have a phase where there'll be a closed beta, at least that's what it is at this point in time, release uh, where people that are have been active, actively participating in the process of the StreamSwap launch will get access to the StreamSwap app itself for testing and further feedback for being worked on the team. After this process, of course, there is this launch sequence for proposals, as you might have already seen, multiple proposals have launched on the Osmosis Zone blockchain. And uh, StreamSwap is no exception. We'll have to go through the Commonwealth standard procedure of proposing the, you know, making sure there's a draft of the proposal on Commonwealth. And of course, finally publishing it on the chain. <laughs> During this time, as I said, there'll be multiple Twitter spaces where we'll engage with the community life and explain the details, help them understand the mechanism better, help them understand the ethos and philosophy of Streamswap better, and finally position the protocol itself as uh, you know, as something that's that fits right into the Cosmos ecosystem that's native to the Cosmos ecosystem. Yeah, these are some of the updates that we have from a StreamSwap standpoint. The mechanism around StreamSwap will be released real soon once we have our final, you know, final checklist completed. We should be able to share additional details and uh, you know, inform the community, you know, educate the community well in advance before the action sale. We have had multiple LBTs within the Cosmos ecosystem where education was key. And uh, during an LBT, not many people actually understood the mechanism of the LBT. And due to which there have been participants that either lost value or lost confidence in the process of maybe a public launch. We're looking to change that with StreamSwap. And we intend to bring about a much more much fairer protocol on being able to launch your fungible tokens, being able to make sure that there is this technological advantage that you take when it comes to you know, social coordination around releasing your fungible token. All right. That being said, Streamswap is pretty exciting, even in general, as someone that's a cosmonaut, personally for me, for the entire teams that are working and contributing towards the growth of StreamSwap and the everyone in know. All right. So this concludes the second segment where we wanted to share details about StreamSwap. Uh, yeah, again, I'll open up the floor to our fanatics and uh, Thardigades. If you have any questions or thoughts to share, please feel free to let the community A good question about the, the stream. StreamSwap is the same as the StreamPay or the different thing? Oh, uh, my bad. Stream swap is not the same as Stream Pay. Uh, Stream swap is a protocol that's been that was earlier referred to as LBP V two. So whatever was referred to as LBP V two is now Stream Swap, uh, and yeah, that is that is a part. Okay, on the super. Oh, sorry, on this end is cutting off. I don't know if it is my connection. Or... Now we are able to hear you well. I, I, I can hear you. Okay, sorry, go ahead. 
yeah, I mean, I was just asking if you had something to share. Oh, okay. No, we're we're working on something for which we were we were waiting for stream pay. So I guess the first question is when stream pay. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, this will most likely go live. I'll say after Cosmosum goes live on the Omniflix Hub blockchain. So that'll be if Cosmosum goes live in Q2. You know, it'll be later. No, after that. But that is a very you know crucial, critical uh, part in the way Omniflix actually operates. Okay, yeah, because this this goes back, I think, to testnet two or three, where we tested it. That was interesting, and I made a suggestion. We we'll make it again. Uh, beside the typical structure of uh, doing the stream pay for, let's say, a session of uh, I don't know advice or whatever the person is doing, I think it would be cool to use it also as a recurring type of payment for a service. Let's say a monthly fee. Or I don't know if that's possible to do even a yearly fee, because this will help to incentivize businesses to use crypto as a, you know as a gateway for payments that are of a constantly ongoing type of service. That'll be freaking amazing. That's actually right, and we have thought of use cases where gigs or freelancers are paid through a service like StreamPay. StreamPay, you know, for people that might not be aware, is a programmable payments protocol, if I can say that. And this is a mechanism where one account does not actually transfer tokens from one account to the other in a single transaction, but is but they stream block by block continuously over a period of time. Party grids, uh, when it comes to payments, yes. What you mentioned is a beautiful use case and can be extrapolated to a case where if there is, say, a subscription that is available on you know, a platform like Optiflix TV or a creator's own platform, they can go ahead and stream payments to or from people that are holding specific NFTs. So the NFTs, the holders will not have deductions. You know, it can be through Aussie, it can be through multiple mechanisms that you know accomplish this recurring payment model the same also applies where if there is loyalty being shown the total payment or the total you know to number of tokens stream per block can increase so there is like an incline curve where you can incentivize or reward loyalty the more the blocks that they stake or the more the blocks that people actually you know hold your nft you can continue to stream a lot more tokens the same applies where if there is someone that's actually, if it is in a case where you want your work to be done faster, you can stream a lot more tokens initially, but you can keep decreasing the total number of tokens streamed per block. So this is a decline model. And these were ideas, of course, that we discussed internally from the community and we put together base model for stream pay earlier. And yeah, we'll be sure to go on that going forward. Okay, and I guess that could be modified instead uh, by block to do like a time base, let's say per month, uh, something is issued, I guess, right? Because it's my country, you can just define as you wish. That's right, exactly. Okay, nice, nice. Awesome, thanks.
no problem at all in our use case of linear broadcast or live streams if you want to like maybe consult a doctor or lawyer in an anonymous manner don't want to no reveal your face identity just want to take consultation you can have token streamed every minute that you talk to them and after say 35 minutes you should uh, 35 minutes 33 seconds you should have you can stop streaming and that will stop the payment channel as well and no you're free to go so both users can be completely sure that both sides of the equation can be completely sure that uh, they get what they are supposed to receive Yeah, man. You know, as I said, we're working on something. Uh, I will give more details later, but but that uh, that will require a stream that is controlled by the payer. Uh, or, yeah, payer. I guess you say. Uh, in this way, you know, you can uh, kind of uh, resolve the issue of whether or not the other party, uh, you know, did the required thing in order to get paid. Because, for example, you you need like to use like an escrow service. in order to release funds as as long as both parties agree and there can be dispute and stuff but there are some kind of services that you can do like this and if the receiving party does not agree with what's being you know delivered they can just cut the stream so that's very interesting new way to handle certain type of business transactions or services yeah definitely very innovative thank you thank you and we glad that you're building use cases uh, that will require this infrastructure we're very ex- excited to hear what that is and uh, you know, look forward to hearing more details about it. sure sure after we finish the we're working on the interface after we finish i will, I will give you a glimpse definitely look forward to that all right all right if these are some of our updates around uh, Now, of course, the Omniflex application layer, the Omniflex, you know, and say performance updates when it comes to both studio and market apps, uh, and stream swap. There is this one final update that we wanted to share, which involves us in an interoperable co- participate in an interoperable context within the community. So we are working on a testnet for game of modes, and we have. seen what are the first set of nft transfers that happened between multiple cosmos chains and the omniflex infrastructure and of course this is on the net on testnets but uh, that has happened and we have learned a lot in the process of making sure we get here and there is a lot more to come you'll hear more details about game of nfts from the omniflex uh, ecosystem and uh, how you as a creator as a community member as someone that's just starting off exploring the ecosystem can get started can get involved and can participate so stay tuned for our game of nfts updates uh, follow omniflix on twitter to stay the most updated of course telegram and discord are great platforms too for you to better engage with the community all right so this was about game of zones sorry <laughs> game of nfts uh, and yeah uh super money and study uh, grades and feel free before we you know move on to our next segment did you have I mean, do you have anything to share you know, from any of our bits in the last few minutes no all good perfect and uh, yeah super Easy.
all good. I, I, probably the connection in mind is not good. I'm probably missing your voice in between. But uh, yeah, I think the today's space was really very uh, productive, and I like the new format where we were discussing about uh, what's going to happen with Omniflakes and also some more uh, Cosmos products. And of course, uh, we all loved the uh, stream updates. So, and the bulk mint update, that's things to look forward to. So this sets the tone for the coming weeks. And I'm I'm sure that the following quick stop, 56 and 57 will have a lot more updates. Looking forward to those. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Superera, you have the, I mean, your, your voice also coming in a little bit robotic way. So just like you, how, how you heard us. Yeah, but uh, but like when it comes to the stream swap, like uh, we previously have an Osmosis LBP model. So where where technically it's very good previously LBP model, but people didn't understood completely about the reverse auction model. So that created a lot of problems in, a, in the LGP module last year and created a lot of practice in the whenever the LGP process is happening. And like with a stream swap, it's, it's going to be the more user friendly and uh, it, it's always going to be the live thing. And the best part I like about the stream swap is it's a, it's a decentralized price discovery. So like, yeah, that, that's something amazing. So. Definitely, man. Uh, this is a protocol that where you should be able to do a lot more. Uh, you should be able to first, of course, discover price in a fair manner. This is this can be a DAO that's uh, you know maybe releasing tokens. This can be the projects, uh, the apps that are releasing their fungible tokens. I mean, even may not even be released. You know, these can be items that someone can maybe run a sale with and still discover the price of atom you know maybe a lot of atom you know, at once like in UTCB. so there is a lot of potential to the protocol itself and uh, we're very excited to be actually building stream swap contributing and leading efforts on some of the various aspects and you know everything that it takes to bootstrap a protocol all right that being said we have discussed updates when it comes to the Omnifix community, when it comes to the when it comes to our partner, when it came to our partner, the lead wallet, you know, that I bring in the space just earlier. And of course our engineering updates and community updates from the community subdown. Today we will also have few esteemed speakers, guests from the Cosmos ecosystem, from the wider Cosmos ecosystem, and are of course friends of Omniflix. So today we'll uh, feature the team from the Akash Network and uh, we'll let the team join in. Just a second, yes, we have Adam. Hi Adam, how are you doing today? Very good morning to you. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. How's everyone doing? We're doing great. And uh, this is our first space when it, uh, has a where it has a revamped format and uh, this is our first space where we have our partners also being you know introduced although we did these these were not consistent but going forward we'll be doing more of these and you know definitely exciting for the community as well 
Very cool. Well, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for uh, hosting me. It's all this has been going on for a little while. I, I'm sure you guys have been talking about a lot of good stuff. Yep. <laughs> there were quite a lot of updates. Uh, of course, from our uh, partner, Leap Wallet, uh, with respect to the Flix token launch as well, and all the updates from our creators, Sanditos and Cardinals. Very cool. All right. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, again, thank you for joining us today, Adam. No, it'd be great if you can let us know a bit more about uh, what you do at AkashNet and, of course, a bit more about AkashNet, although the OmniFlix community might be aware, for people that are listening in you, you know, it'd be great if you can let them know what AkashNet does. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my name is Adam. Uh, I head up community at uh, for Overclock Labs, which is actually the founder of Akash Network. And um, for those following along with Akash, we actually made some pretty big announcements over the past month. Um, we completely open sourced um, everything. <laughs> so anyone can now be a core contributor to Akash Network and its future. And for those that aren't familiar with Akash, it's kind of a good way to look at it as Airbnb for cloud compute. Basically, it has kind of a two-sided marketplace where people can provide um, compute or people can actually um, deploy their workloads onto the Akash network all in a decentralized manner. Um, it's been around since about, I think 2015. So it's been around for quite a while. So if you know anything about cloud, it's a big subject and there's a lot of technicality. So it's taken us a while to get to this point, but we're really excited about this new kind of framework where anyone can contribute to the Akash network. Um, my role is pretty straightforward. Um, I focus on supporting, growing, and building the Akash community. Um, and we've been doing that in a handful of ways. So uh, one of the main things that I'm focused on is our ambassador program. It's called the Akash Insiders. And basically, these are community leaders. They're folks that are re responding to questions inside of Discord or Telegram. They're hosting events in their local region or online. They're developing technical content or um, non-technical content, teaching people about Akash and really about the greater kind of crypto ecosystem. Um, currently, we have around 45 insiders from around the world that are kind of contributing to the network and connecting with community members and engaging. But um, that number is definitely growing every day. There's a lot of applications that I just haven't had time to get to yet. So if you're one of those folks who have applied, stay tuned. I will follow up with you, I promise. <laughs> um, one of the other things that uh, I was mentioning, so with this new framework with Akash, we've kind of formulated it um, along how Kubernetes has built their kind of open source community. Uh, we have things called SIGs, that's special interest groups. And those are folks that are interested in participating in different aspects of the Akash network from client side to the economics, to community, to design. Um, and we hold, we hold regular monthly meetings for those individuals that want to contribute or get involved in kind of helping scale up the Akash network. Uh, we also have special Discord channels that people can kind of talk ad hoc and form working groups. Um, and working groups are a little bit more granular. So the best example I can give you is we held a community special interest group meeting about a week ago or a week and a half ago now. And through that call, uh, the community members kind of realized that there's a few things that could be, you know, focused in on and they wanted to kind of help support. Um, one of which is uh, an Akash hackathon. So we're thinking about building up an actual uh, hackathon uh, focused on building up the network and partnering with some of our partners on. 
Um, there's actually a, a community tool that you guys might be familiar with called Crew3. It's kind of like a community building tool. There's You basically can kind of create tasks and then folks can um, complete those tasks to get points. And, you know, those points can go towards, you know, future rewards like swag or different giveaways, things like that. Um, and then also uh, events. So obviously this is crypto. There's an event happening all around the world all the time. Like right now, I think in Israel, there's a Starkware event going on. Um, ETH Denver is coming up, which Akash will have a big presence at. Um, so we're thinking, how can we get the community more involved in events? So it's not just, you know, folks from Overclock Labs representing Akash, but really community members representing Akash. Um, so we're starting a working group on deciding and figuring out which events we should potentially participate in throughout the rest of the year. Um, it's pretty cool. It's it's essentially, it's like a bit of a DAO. It's a bit of a, <laughs> how Kubernetes kind of built out their open source community. It's really unique to crypto. I'm really excited to kind of be a part of this new uh, Akash framework. Um, but the last thing I wanted to mention is uh, is Akash EDU, which is really, uh, thanks to you guys over at Omniflix, um, going to happen. <laughs> um, and Akash EDU is uh, a free training and educational resource for anyone that wants to understand deeper aspects of Akash um, and eventually the greater crypto um, space. So like right now, we've partnered with one of our ecosystem partners called Praetor. Um, and Praetor is basically an easy kind of uh, point and click way to provide compute onto the Akash network. So anyone around the world can provide compute and it's really the ultimate edge compute work, uh, work or case study. But um, we partnered with them. They've created a demo. They've created uh, prerequisites. They've created some guides on how to provide compute onto the Akash network. We put that into a curriculum. We threw that up onto the Omniflex platform where people can get an NFT once they complete their course completion. Um, and that's the first course. And we're looking to launch that, fingers crossed, soon trademark <laughs> next week. And I've been working closely with you guys at Omniflex. So big shout out to Omniflex team for helping put that together because uh, we were gonna use YouTube and I'm like, oh man, I don't wanna use YouTube, that's too centralized. Let's look for a decentralized source. And you guys came calling. So big shout out to Omniflex team for helping with that. So that's, that's kind of some community updates for you. Thank you. You know, uh, thank you for sharing all the details with all that you've been working on. And, uh, you know, we are very excited about Akash EDU. Uh, but just before we can start talking about Akash EDU, I'd like to, you know, personally compliment the efforts uh, that Akash, or in this case, even the Akash community undertook to be able to have this operational structure of how a network or how in general, a project should uh, organize themselves and collaborate with their communities. So this is, you know, in some sense, a framework for being able to build in public. And that being that going open source is something that that is extremely helpful for, you know, the organizational and the operational efforts of open source communities in future. We believe this is how communities should also evolve and you know, definitely as soon as we saw that, as soon as you know, even Greg was talking, I think Greg was immediately on a, on a Cryptocito video or, uh, you know, another video where, uh, you know, he talked about this entire, the ethos behind uh, the Akash Network's operational model and, uh, of course, open sourcing it to the world. Uh, yeah, kudos on that. Uh, we definitely think that uh, you played a huge role in being able to shape that and leading 
the way for non-technical and technical folks to get involved in the community means quite a lot uh, to all of us here and empowering people that are looking to contribute that have the intent and the you know time effort energy to contribute you know being able to encourage them will sustain value of all that we're building going forward so yeah kudos on that uh, adam and what is your pers- what is your personal favorite within that operational model and what is that operational model even called yeah for sure so um like i mentioned we're kind of basing this off of how kubernetes built up their open source community um and that's really forming or framing things around working groups and special interest groups um what makes me really excited about how we've kind of built this out is everyone has different interests everyone has different technical proficiencies if you look at people that are in the crypto space, you know, it's a gradient of people who are non-technical, but they're super passionate to highly technical, um, but maybe don't have <laughs> some of the social skills as uh, some non-technical folks. You know, it, it runs all across the gamut from people who are interested in kind of contributing. And what open sourcing and creating and kind of building out this framework does is it allows anyone to contribute in any way that they find interesting. Um, so, with that, the challenges that can be aligned is like, okay, where do I start? Because there's so many things that I could get involved in. How do I get involved? So the formation of these special interest groups, as I've been kind of mentioning here, is a way for folks to say, okay, I'm really interested in, you know, product strategy. I'm really interested in helping Akash, you know, put GPUs onto the network. I'm really interested in, you know, the economics of Akash. So forming these special interest groups allows people with particular interest to jump in and contribute in the ways that they seem most beneficial to them and how they think they contribute can contribute most to the Akash network. From those those special interest groups and those meetings that we have, um, you know, certain tasks can come out of them. And I kind of gave you a couple examples. The, the best one I can give you is with the community special interest group. Um, we invited people in. We kind of started talking about um, here's some things we think the community can get involved in, or here's some things we're thinking about doing at Overclock Labs that people might want to contribute to. And through that, that's how we came up with three separate ideas around um, Crew 3 and starting a working group around that community tool and kind of debating, discussing, understanding how we can run this in kind of an open source way. So there's really no central dictator over who manages and operates Crew 3. It's kind of a community effort um, around the hackathon, which is something that I've been super passionate about um, and wanting to do for a while. So pretty excited about potentially putting together an Akash hackathon here in the next few months. Um, and then Akash EDU, of course, is one of them. And Akash EDU is such a big thing that we're going to be probably building that into a special interest group and not just a working group. Um, a real, real quick definition between the two, by the way. So special interest group is kind of an ongoing thing where Akash is always going to need, you know, a product kind of strategy working group or a education working group or a GPU working group, just because that's something that's going to be long-term. Um, and, or I, I'm sorry, I should say special interest group, not working group. <laughs> um, so special interest groups are really long-term initiatives that are always going to be kind of core to building up Akash. And working groups kind of form outside of special interest groups. And those are kind of meant to have like a timeline, like a short timeline. So like a hackathon, that's something you come up with the idea, 
you put out into the world, people contribute, people win rewards, and then it's over. And then the, that working group is shut down. Um, so that's kind of the, the difference between special interest groups and working groups. And yeah, we, you know, we're still learning, to be totally honest. You know, we launched this new framework about a month or two ago now. Um, and we've only hold, we've held, I think, one meeting for each of these special interest groups since launch. So we're still kind of learning. Um, but the community has honestly been fantastic. Like big shout out to the insiders, big, sh big shout out to our ecosystem partners um, and even other folks within the Cosmos space have been joining those and kind of jumping into things. So it's, it's really exciting, but it's definitely a, a learning curve, but we're getting there. Definitely. It is a learning curve for all of us. You know, this is, at this scale is extremely new, hasn't happened before. And, uh, no, yeah, we're all learning along the way. And, uh, you know, I was just about to ask the difference between a special interest group and a working group, uh, which you clearly explained, Adam. Thank you for that. And, uh, yeah, uh, also glad to hear that Akash EDU will be a special interest group and will have a long-term vision going forward when it comes to engaging the community and, uh, you know, making sure that uh, they're involved in the process as well. That being said, uh, just a small point before we can discuss more about the Akash EDU program and uh, how people can get involved or participate. Uh, we have a partner uh, similar to Crew3 uh, called Pime, and uh, they're leading efforts on uh, native blockchain integration. So you have Omniflix network that will be integrated. Of course, it started off with the Cosmos Hub, and now we have Omniflix integrated there as well. And uh, quite a lot is happening, and uh, you know, it runs in the same format where we're making sure we work with the Flix fanatics, the community somehow, to be able to structure those campaigns and uh, make sure that uh, both community building acquisition and uh, acquisition activities happen, whereas uh, you know going forward, we continue to engage with them on social platforms like Telegram, Discord, and you know, interactive videos that we have like on Omniflix TV. So definitely we see similarities there and in the operational model, as well as in the ethos and thought process, uh, we're, we are very open to exploring the Akash framework and uh, utilizing it at Omniflix as well and collaboratively develop the framework together. So thank you, Adam, for sharing an insight about the framework with the rest of the community, the Omniflix community, and uh, of course, everyone here. All right. So, Adam, uh, just getting started with the Akash EDU program. So how does that work? How did, did people already get in? Was there, you know, was there any process? Is this all curated? Is this filtered? Is this accessible by everyone? Can you share a bit more insight into the application process or how people can access? Yeah, for, for sure. So kind of almost taking a further step back. So the the idea for Akashi really kind of came up from a previous job I held. I used to work at um, Consensus, the Ethereum shop in, in Brooklyn. Um, I joined there in like late 2017. And about a year into working there, I was running a lot of community projects and ambassador programs and all sorts of different stuff while I was at Consensus. I started working with another team at Consensus called uh, Consensus Academy. And their whole purpose was teaching people, you know, how to become a developer within the Ethereum space. And they just had a big influx of people that were super interested because there wasn't, you know, at the time, there were no college courses on blockchain. I think the only 
kind of college uh, like blockchain organization was like um, Blockchain in Berkeley, which is I think where Sunny kind of came out of. <laughs> I might actually met Sunny way back then. I don't even remember. That was so long ago already. But um, but there wasn't there weren't really many educational resources, and they had such a big interest, and there was so many things needed to support that that initiative that it made me realize like okay, there's definitely something here. We need to focus on some educational aspects and like giving people the tools to kind of build up the crypto ecosystem. Um, fast forward to Akash, and it's something that I was working on and thinking about for a while, really since joining Akash. But some of my my lessons learned from when I was at Consensus Academy was like, this is just going to, this is a big effort, you know, finding a provider to host the content, um, developing the content in a meaningful way where you're actually giving people something that they can take with them to kind of better themselves and become a full-fledged developer or a full get a full-fledged understanding of the crypto space. It was a big task. So it's taken me a while to kind of get to this point. So in September of this year, I think that's when maybe we had our first call. Um, and that's when you're you're telling us, you're like, hey, we're kind of developing this platform for education. It could be a really good fit for Akash. I'm like, yeah, let's explore this. And over the course of the next few months, we worked with, we kind of developed the idea of, okay, what kind of curriculum are we going to put in here? And we decided to start out with Akash Ecosystem Partners, just because we have great relationships with them. They're all very well versed in the, in, in the Kosh and in the Cosmos ecosystem. So we started with Praetor, which um, we have a great relationship with. They big shout out to the Praetor team. They make it easy for people to provide compute onto the Akash network. Um, so worked with them to help co-create the curriculum, the prerequisites, um, the video guides and all of that kind of stuff. So once we had that in place, then it was, okay, now we need to edit these videos. We need to edit the content. So you can see this, this is definitely a big process. It's not like something you just kind of build and throw it up, throw it out the next day. So once we kind of got that all in place, then we started working closely with you guys and we sent over the videos, we sent over the, the curriculum, we sent over the guides and we kind of built the platform or you guys really built the platform in parallel to the content that we created, which is much appreciated. It really fits the content, I think really well and the platform that you guys have put together. And after that, then we were like, okay, so we have the platform, we have the content, let's, we need to find some people to test this out because we don't want to launch it publicly. And there's going to be, you know, people have questions or there's issues that come up. So we started working with some of our ambassadors, the uh, Akash Insiders, and we said, hey, who's interested in testing out Akash EDU? So we sent them um, kind of some alpha and they ran through it and they found some issues and they found, you know, that's totally normal in these kind of situations. They found some issues. And then we went back to the drawing board and tweaked some things. We added some NFTs, some admission NFTs for people. Once they become a student, they actually get access to the course. So you have to apply to uh, to jump into the course. Once they're admitted, um, then they get this NFT that gives you access to the curriculum. And then after they take a quiz, they get a uh, completion NFT saying you are uh, you've completed this uh, this course. Um, and after that, then they're pretty much set. Um, the one other thing I was going to mention is people get, gain access to a private Akash EDU channel inside of the Akash Discord. So once you get that admission NFT, you can actually jump in there and talk with other students, get questions from mentors, from the Akash side, from the Omniflix side. Um, and then there will be alumni in there as well. So people that have actually completed courses. So you're getting some more experts in the, in the field. 
Um, and that's kind of the, how the whole process works. And we're, we're just about to the point to launch this. Um, there's only a couple of small things we need to do, but we're aiming towards next week to actually put this out there. Um, and all the people that applied, we have over a hundred people that have applied and really that's over a hundred people with only really one tweet. We tweeted out this about <laughs> a couple months ago and people just blew up it. Like we had so many applications. I was shocked. And that's only after one tweet. So I think once the word gets out that there's this free curriculum that teaches people about Akash, about Praetor, um, all hosted on Omniflex, I think it's going to really explode. So I'm, I'm really excited about it. Yep. We are very excited for this too. Uh, both ourselves, our team and our community. This is one of our uh, implementations where you can utilize sovereign infrastructure to manage your media, to be able to gain access to media, and uh, of course, to be able to engage, better engage your community. So Adam, I had a question here. Uh, are the applications rolling? Can someone gain access to the course even later? Uh, how does that work? Yes, so the way we're kind of doing it now is we have this first, um, we have this first initial class that we want to kind of onboard. And those are the folks that have applied from when we put out the application form, you know, a couple, a month or two ago. Um, they are rolling though. So once we kind of onboard and send off the invites for those people to partake in the curriculum, um, we will be doing it on a rolling basis. So I'm thinking it'll probably be every, every couple of weeks. So right now we'll send off this invite to the first cohort. They'll get their application or they'll, they'll get access to the curriculum. Um, and then two weeks later, we'll probably do it again with more people that um, apply. So I'll just basically keep an eye on how this all kind of flows. But the idea is on a rolling basis, people can apply, they'll get ex admitted into the course and we can go from there. That's perfect. So this is content that will, that is probably evergreen uh, until maybe there are some more updates, but uh, this is content that's like has long shelf life and uh, can enable people onboard themselves to the Akash ecosystem as developers, as providers. Correct. Yeah. yeah, we're we're trying to make we're trying to make this pretty low hanging fruit right now. This is the first the first curriculum. This is the first time we've ever launched something like this. So over you know the months ahead, we expect to have you know new courses, more detailed courses, updates to courses. But um, starting off with Praetor, we thought it was a is a good to just start it as a, a low lift for people to kind of get this prerequisites doc, go through the video guide understand how to deploy and provide compute to the network and then take the quiz to get that NFT. Um, but later on, I think we will add more additions, updates, curriculum that will make it um, a much more robust platform. But because this is still early, because this is still kind of an experiment and a, a pilot program, we don't know what we don't know. So we thought starting off light and learning from it and then enhancing it over the next few months and years here um, is probably the best way to go. Definitely. And uh, Omniflix, as a contributor to the Akash Network, as a validator, uh, as a stakeholder in the ecosystem, we'd love to contribute, continue our collaboration and take it to the next level and set a benchmark for everyone that's looking to utilize a format like this, looking to utilize infrastructure like this and looking to put together you know, a program like this for their open source project. So, yeah. Uh, thank you, Adam. Also, uh, just a small point that I wanted to share. 
after the completion of the course, you will have probably 100 people that can provide or that can make sure others can provide resources to the Akash ecosystem. So Adam, what are your thoughts on some of these people, a percentage or a subset of the first or second or third cohort actually being say, you know, represented or, you know, they can be represented as say an Akash certified professional. I mean, at least that's what I look at it when it comes to an enterprise uh, world. And once there are these people that, uh, you know, businesses can trust, maybe they can go ahead and even participate and, you know, uh, yeah, get gigs as part of the love. Do you think that is a potential opportunity that uh, people participating, attending these courses have? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. That's that's definitely the long-term vision of the program. Um, right now, we're just we're kind of just providing free training, people teaching people about certain aspects of Akash kind of in bite-sized doses. And we thought starting with ecosystem partners is the best way to go about that. So right now it's Praetor. Um, I've been in talks with the Cloudmos team for a curriculum that would probably be next. After that, there's Terraform, Open Registry. Um, there's a handful of other folks that we, we've been working with for, for many, many months that we think it makes sense to plug into a curriculum. And the idea is once students go through these different courses, they can get to a point where they really know everything there is to know about Akash. Um, and they become kind of Akash certified professionals. And what's good about that is you can take that with you. You can you can take that to a future job. You can take that into launching your own startup. You can take that to um, building things for Akash. Whatever whatever it is that you want to do with it, you can take it with you, which I think is really powerful. Um, the long long term vision for Akash EDU is it's not going to be teaching people just about Akash, but it'll be teaching people about the Cosmos ecosystem, about other chains, um, about the crypto space in general. So it's not going to just teach you about Akash, like that's probably the, the, the kickstart, but I think it'll teach people from everything non-technical to everything technical about the crypto space. Because obviously there's tons of subject matter. There's DeFi, there's, you know, there's cloud compute, there's um, NFTs, there's so many aspects of crypto that people still really need education for. And believe it or not, there's not many educational resources out there. There are, well, actually I should rephrase that. There are a lot of educational resources, but they're not in a framework where it makes people uh, leave with a really good understanding that they can take with them to find their next professional role or career or startup that they want to join or launch. And I see Akashi to you as what that can be, um, a real strong framework to give people everything they need to take with them to get way more deeply involved in the crypto space. And it's starting off very small um, with this one curriculum, but the goal is to build this into a really fully robust platform that gives people everything they need to kind of get more and more involved in crypto. Because really that's what crypto needs. Like this is beneficial for Akash, absolutely. This is beneficial for Omniflex, absolutely. But can we make this beneficial for all of crypto? Like that's what I want this to become. Yeah, definitely. You know, if you ask people to invest money uh, to be able to explore Web3 or, you know, crypto in general, they might, uh, you know, they might take a step back. But if you're asking them to learn, 
if you're asking them to upskill themselves, if you're making sure that they get their first NFT as an as a course completion or as an admission NFT, which gives them gated access, you know, these are all you know, gateways to ensure someone gets exposed to Web3 and not just the financial aspects of crypto. So, yeah, uh, it's a great initiative. Definitely, we were excited. Uh, you know, we were always excited to be able to build sovereign infrastructure, but more excited when we were doing it with Akash. So, thanks for the opportunity. And, uh, you know, on that note, I'd also like to ask, you know, why Omniflix? You know, you could have done this, you know, as you rightly said, in any other way. But uh, why did you end up choosing Omniflex and uh, the infrastructure behind it? Yeah, well, the easy answer is you guys are awesome. Um, <laughs> uh, but beyond beyond you guys being awesome, uh, we wanted to try to, like, like I mentioned, we initially, well, I was initially thinking about some of this content, um, this video, these video guides and some of this content on YouTube. And that just didn't feel very Web3. So I started looking for other potential avenues to host some of this curriculum, some of this content, like the platform, the education platform overall. And when I spoke with you guys, you know, last September and you were, you were talking about, you know, this is kind of how we're, we're thinking about Omniflex in the future. You know, we're more than just NFTs. We're doing a lot of things. I was like, okay, this seems like the right, the right fit. Being that you're in the Cosmos ecosystem, being that you guys are OGs in the Cosmos ecosystem, um, we thought that you guys were a terrific partner for this, and we thought we could kind of work with you in parallel to help you build out this this platform that can be used not just by Akash but by many other resources within or many other projects within Cosmos. So for me, it was almost like a no brainer, kind of saying, "Okay, you guys are interested in working with this. You're interested in helping people um, know more about the crypto space." We have the content, you have the platform, let's build this out. So, I mean, for me, it was a no brainer. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for all the kind words, uh, Adam. And uh, definitely even with uh, Akash, I'll say the feeling is more or less mutual. It's been for a while now, you know, as one of the Genesis validators of Akash, that was in fact our first mainnet uh, where we represented ourselves. And uh, yeah, this was, this was a collaboration that we were very, you know, very much looking forward to, uh, to be able to mm -hmm. contribute directly, not just use Akash, the infrastructure, but actually contribute directly to the community. And, uh, you know, this is an excellent opportunity to demonstrate, mm -hmm. you know, what we have built, you know, the, the potential of what can be, you know, uh, that Omnitrix offers and how communities can utilize. So thank you again. Are there any closing thoughts uh, that you have? Any final words to share? You know, when it comes to Akashi or uh, the Akash community as a whole, and what are some of the next events or milestones that you're looking forward to? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think the best way to kind of get more involved in Akash is just head over to you know, Akash.network, uh, go to the community page, and on the community page, you can kind of see some of the, the efforts that we have from the, the SIGs, those special interest groups that are kind of focused on all the different aspects of Akash. Um, you can check out more information on all those, all those different special interest groups and get involved in the ones that you think make sense. There's monthly meetings. Uh, there's Discord channels. Uh, that's the best way to kind of get involved in different aspects of Akash. And then the two... GDU. Um, people can sign up today and then hopefully within the next 
couple of weeks, we'll be able to send you invites to actually go through the curriculum, this first curriculum. And then um, as we launch more, we'll update students from previous curriculums on uh, new uh, uh, courses people can take. And then um, if you want to join the Akash Insiders, you just head over to the, the community page on the Akash website. You can sign up there. I review applications for the Akash Insiders program on an ongoing basis. And um, if admitted, then you kind of get special access to Overclock Labs team. You'll get updates directly from us and from other projects on what we're doing together. Um, and it's just a really good way to kind of be very aligned with what's going on internally at Overclock and at Akash and within the Akash network. Um, as for upcoming things that are top of mind for me is we are going to be attending ETH Denver. So right now there's a handful of things that we're going to be doing. I'm going to be giving a day long community and Web3 building workshop that's part of Biddle Week. We're going to be uh, participating um, in uh, Interop Summit. Uh, when I say participating, I mean, we'll be attending. Unfortunately, we didn't get our speaker application approved, but that's that's OK. There's plenty of other content that are happening that will be interesting. We're going to be we're waiting to hear back on speaking opportunities at Shelling Point and at East Denver. Um, we have a Cosmos meetup that is live right now that you guys can actually go and um, RSVP to. That's going to be happening at Blue Moon Brewery with some other folks from like Evmos and Injective and a few other projects, Althea Network. Um, but most importantly, which I'm most excited about, we're actually going to be participating in the ETH Denver Hackathon. Um, so we have three members of the Overclock Labs team, and we're partnering with uh, an engineer from Crescent. And we're going to be building out a project um, at the hackathon, which I'm really excited about because I'm pretty sure since ETH Denver's inception, you know, five years ago or so, I think it's only been Ethereum projects that have won. And I'm really crossing my fingers super tight that we can build something really cool um, within the Cosmos space that maybe bridges to ETH, you know, Ethereum. I know bridges are a, a bad term in crypto, but um, we're still debating and figuring out exactly what we want to build. But um, hopefully we win that because I think that'll bring a lot of attention to Cosmos and to Akash, which I think will be really interesting. So a lot of stuff happening in Denver. So that's that's really top of mind for me right now. Thank you, Adam. Thank you for sharing all the updates. And, uh, you know, one final question uh, that I expect uh, might uh, be on the minds of many people. Who can apply to be an Akash insider? Can it be anyone or is there any requirement for that? Yeah, that's it's a, honestly it's a great question. So when we launched the program, I launched it maybe a year and a half ago, right when I almost right when I joined Akash. It was really open to anyone because we didn't know who would apply, we didn't know who our, you know, a lot of our community members were at the time. So it was really just kind of a catch-all for people that were just raising their hands saying, "Hey, I'm interested in contributing or engaging with the community in some way." Um, over the course of, you know, onboarding new folks, offboarding folks that, you know, just didn't have the bandwidth at the time to contribute or get involved. We've really kind of dialed in like the type of person that we're looking for. And really, we're looking that are, you know, passionate about decentralized cloud that want to kind of understand the crypto space and why decentralized cloud is an important infrastructure and backbone to crypto. So that's one part. And the other is, we are looking for folks that are somewhat technical in nature. Um, now, there are folks that have joined the program that are non-technical, but they're very passionate about Akash. Like they see the value, 
Um, they're not just retail investors. Like I'm pretty good at, you know, vetting out the, and weeding out the, the folks that just want to some inside alpha and what's going on within the network. Um, and we're looking for folks that are passionate about Akash that have some technical proficiencies that are looking to contributing in meaningful ways that want to align their projects or their professional careers with what Akash is doing within crypto. Um, but it's really, it's really, so to answer, it's a long-winded answer to your question. It's really open to anyone, as long as they're um, passionate, authentic, and interested in kind of what we're doing at Akash and how we fit into the greater crypto ecosystem. Perfect. Uh, we see that the program has evolved quite a lot since it has started, because uh, you're right, it might be, uh, initially, it might be the enthusiasm, uh, the, you know, interest, intent to get involved, but going forward, you know, with the maturity and which, uh, at, and at the stage uh, of development in the life cycle of Akash, you know, you see that uh, there'll be multiple folks that uh, might have the interest, intent, but not have the bandwidth in, to contribute, to participate in the discussions. So it is a fine line and it is quite the balance uh, to be able to put together a an extremely strong uh, insider group, if I must say. So great going. Uh, Adam, thank you for sharing all your insights uh, about Akash, uh, for detail, for sharing all the details about Akash EDU, the program as well, and uh, making sure uh, that you, you know, share uh, details about your presence across the globe in the next few months. For sure. Thank you for being here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, please. No, thank you for having me. And yeah, big shout out to the Amaflex team for without you guys, there would be no Akash EDU. So big shout out to you guys. I'm really excited to see what we can build out in the future as a part of the program. And um, yeah, looking forward to kind of uh, connecting with you guys, all of you guys that are listening in online, um, feel free to reach out. Our Discord is open. And um, yeah, thanks for having me. Yep, it was great having you and always a pleasure. Feel free to drop by into our Flix talks uh, that happen every Wednesday at 2 p.m. UTC or uh, maybe around uh, 6 a.m. Uh, PST. So yeah, uh, please feel free to share uh, any updates that you might have uh, from an Akash standpoint or uh, you know to the OmniFlix ecosystem. Thank you. And uh, thank you all uh, for joining us uh, today at uh, for our 55th episode of Flix Talk. Uh, this is the episode where uh, we have revamped the programming format, the segmentation during the duration of Flickstock and all the updates that we covered. It's a lot more insightful, it's a lot more engaging and uh, informative. You know, and this happens weekly and we cover engineering community and ecosystem updates from within the Flickstock, the Omnifix ecosystem as well as the wider Cosmos ecosystem. Thank you all for tuning in today. Uh, thank you again to our community of creators, collectors, our community of partners, and especially Terra Spaces for archiving all these spaces, all the audio interactions that we have had over the past year, year and a half, and uh, for making sure that they're available on demand on Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see you again in Flickstock 56 where we cover all the details happening in the Flixverse. Thanks for checking out another episode of the Ether. That was OmniFlix, Flix Talk, episode 55, recorded on Wednesday, February 8th, 2023.
for terraspaces.org. I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Now, if you want to keep listening, head on over to terraspaces.org slash donate and show some support. Yeah. They say rapping is the gateway, bringing home great pain, checking that replay, sing along and we say nobody gives a fuck around my way. I make about three bucks for every thousand plays, so add it up and do the math on that. Financially speaking, why the fuck would anybody want to rap? But in this reality, the money comes from doing shows, but then where's the money go when you can't do the shows? I guess you could rap on Cameo I've been asking all my friends if I can rap on the patio Six feet, motherfucker, step the fuck back Doing a little magic, pulling rabbits out the rucksack Not everybody's always in it for the money Looking like another crooked Sunday and I'm working Monday So you know I ain't stressing, left debating great methods Amazed to play Inception, the bass stay blessed See, even with these huge sums of overall royalties These sums of money that go to the record label per playback Can seem insultingly small Many rights holders are making around how to turn profit, their future will always be in question. But, for now, investors see enough potential to continue to fund pennies, 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 Another day, another lesson, living in the it dimension, might be worth a little mention, living in the Great Depression, got a real regal feel, reeling in another sucker fish, out to make a deal, just to make a motherfucker wish, Ah shit, now you only got two left, you know what I wish, we didn't have any loose ends, you know what I miss, listening to excuses, now we're on the fence, like we forgot how to choose, that's what happens when people don't know what's true in the dark eating bullshit up like a mushroom in the lunchroom just trying to laugh it off meanwhile foaming at the mouth like a rabid dog like a fake mate and call at the zoo it's looking like the view is getting disappointed too i'm working on the new shit trying to produce it's what i'm willing to go through when i'm making my music